0: Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented.
1: Gangsters what's up, guys?
0: And now, here are your hosts. Here we are. Hello.
2: We're still here. For now. I don't know.
3: Like a bad penny we always turn yeah. up.
2: It's been it, it's been a quiet week in Washington, so we're probably a couple of weeks. We're here for now. But 173, I'm Chris. I'm, I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. Hey, glad, glad our name isn't Milo this week, huh? Man.
3: What? Do, whoops. The, it, it, am I Whoop. the only one who before this, this new uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, if someone said Milo, I thought of the Descendants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering, which is completely polar opposite of him. So it's just, just wondering.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Milo just imploded. This I week. of
3: Milo and
2: Otis, like the the oh, dog yeah. and <laughs> <it> was <laughs> that a pug too. and a cat.
1: I yeah, had, I had forgotten that one until you brought it up. But thank you. Um, yeah, he just fell apart. Is not this what Bill Maher wanted? Well, he claims credit. I
2: mean, isn't this kind of what he was champion a week ago? Like, hey, man, uh, isn't this the best thing to do
1: if you don't like him? And uh, what did it take till He's Monday? A- hey. <laughs> one <laughs> tuesday one of, one of his uh, favorite quotes and it's not his i wish i could remember the the original source but it, sunlight is the best disinfectant and his idea is that like nothing milo is saying is anything to be afraid of if you don't agree with them then that's fine let's have a discussion about that but he's not <laughs> he's not saying things so insane that he needs to be kept away from the general public He's not Charles Manson. He's not coercing people to like to kill others. No, he's done some vile shit, no doubt. And you know, he's he's strangely. Uh, well, I don't know. It's not really homophobia. He just doesn't like gays or other gays, or at least not white ones. Uh, gay. He
3: definitely feels that. At least this is how he comes off because I've watched a few different podcasts with him or listened to a few different podcasts with him over the years, and like in the last two years or so, he seems to have an issue with trans people. He feels it's more of a mental disorder yes. than anything else. And the bitch of it is is that if you look at the studies, there is a large portion, we're talking close to 50%. This was just covered on Joe Rogan's podcast with Gavin McInnes the other day.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, of people who, I don't, I, 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 I'll say rush into the transition, I guess, okay, because it's 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 so much easier now than it was even five, ten years ago, okay. who have regrets about it later. And they end up, basically they feel, okay, well, I've been trapped in this body that's not me. Let me transition, and I won't feel depressed and anxiety and all this uh-huh. anymore well, and this then when they do they weird. find out that guess what all that depression and anxiety is still there anyways
2: Well, yeah, there's been some it's chatter around what, Caitlyn what? Jenner the last uh six months or so like I don't think anything's come to fruition but I've heard more than one story talking about uh she's not happy she but she just got new boobs yeah, I mean, maybe it's part of it's part of the self-esteem thing I don't know but uh-huh. it's I don't think they've what? been from
1: credible news sources okay. but it's it's been bantered around that. What does any of that have to do with what we're talking about, though? That's what, what it I'm has to
3: say. do with is that this is this is where when you were like he seems not to like gay people, right? He has stated multiple times he feels it's kind of fifty-fifty nature and nurture, but he and being
1: homosexual.
3: Yes, being homosexual. Okay. I, what I'm saying is I think his problem is more with trans people because he keeps he insists on calling it a mental disorder.
1: Yes. No, undoubtedly. He has a bigger problem with most women, black people that aren't men and gay, and half of the homosexuals out there. I think it's self loathing because he's or, Catholic, I mean, uh, he quite has, honestly. Well, he has a bigger problem with those and trans people than he does homosexuals in general, but. He claims
2: it, a religion that tells him he's evil. Like he. <laughs> and he's. And he, but he's. But he's blatantly homosexual. I think a lot of I think a lot of this comes from self loathing.
1: He's an octopus sprinkler of hate and idiocy, you know? He's got plenty to go around and everybody gets a little bit. Everyone's gonna get a little wet when they stand next to him. But it the idea that the bridge too far was apparently an off color joke. I mean Who hasn't made a fucking pedophile joke at this point. I don't point. think it was so much it was an off-color joke. Did you hear the conversation? I heard the conversation. It seemed he came
2: off just sympathetic. He he, he seemed to come from the angle of hey, some of these boys that get molested by older guys, eh, it works out for them. It helps them out. Like, yeah, you, you, you can't do that. You came down to get sympathetic to people who prey on children.
1: That's that's what I think destroyed them. Well, you know, I, I heard the conversation and he he was making one point and then making another joke, and it was very unfortunate that he put them so closely together to make it seem like his bigger point was some people who get molested by priests like myself, whether that's true or not, turn out okay. It's not that big of a deal, and yeah, I mean, anyway, yeah, the, but a lot of people disagree
3: with that. Well, well, the the joke that. He's uh, the joke that he has repeated constantly before he even said it on Bill Maher was if it wasn't for him getting molested by father, so-and-so he wouldn't give as good of head as he does these days. Right. Okay. That joke he's used multiple times on Joe Rogan's show, multiple times on other podcasts for years now. And that was supposedly the catalyst for them to go dig up this old audio recording of him Mm-hmm. Expanding on that, that thought, which was, you know, I, I, the way I, I took it was if he's confused, if you're confused about your sexuality and you're molested, molestation isn't a great thing, but it might it, it might make you less confused about your sexuality. I don't understand that line of thinking, but then again, I've always known what side of the plate I'm batting from. You know, I've never had any confusion. Like, oh, I'm not even, you know, never even was curious. So I I don't know.
1: Well, but that's, I don't know. I don't think, none of us really know. We're supposing. But I, from what I understand, it's not the majority of situations where an older man is almost like a father figure to a, a younger gay man or gay boy and actually... You know, while he may fuck them, he also leaves them better than than they were before. Gives them a little guidance, shows them, hey, this is what being gay is all about, or this is my lifestyle. Be is almost a role model, but that's not so, really well, the well. I'm paraphrasing, and it's all anecdotal. That's my the experience minority. with
2: gay people is they've no and it didn't take somebody touching them in the no no spot to let them know they were gay. They knew it was obvious to them. No.
1: No, you're, you're oversimplifying. It's not about, am I gay or not? It's, I'm gay and what the fuck do I do? What does this mean? I don't know any other gay people. Where do gay people go in my town? You know, if you don't live in New York or LA or someplace, then you're, might as well be in the middle of nowhere. All I'm saying is that there are, there are examples of like older gay men hooking up with younger dudes. Start at the flower shop. And it doesn't always, it's not always predatory. As a matter of fact, I, It's probably less predatory than in most situations where you find that with with heterosexual couples, especially older men dating younger girls. It's not always a bad thing. It's not always predatory. They're not always fucking them up. But more often than not, it usually is. Either some ulterior motive or some confusion. But regardless, I I think that's kind of getting us off into the weeds on this subject, though. Because... No one's getting off because nothing, bad choice of words. Well, here's the thing: Bill Maher certainly got a ton of shit for putting him on, and everyone's saying you're giving him a platform, you're you're placating him. You're oh, you're, he was laughing at him and agreeing how, with him on things. How man-
2: dare he give someone a fair opportunity, right, to state their opinion from? The side that claims to want to give everybody a fair and honest, or a fair and just opportunity to do things. So,
1: just the just the act of booking him actually got Milo a little bump in the Mm. process because everyone's talking about him. This is Bill Maher is a liberal hero, and he's giving airtime to this this Nazi alt right freak. And I mean, while nothing that went down on Bill Maher's show actually took Milo down as far as him losing his book deal, uh, being kicked off the speaker's uh, list for CPAC, and basically probably losing most of his following as well. I do think you got Billy Bush. None none of this happened is a direct result from anything that was said or done on Bill Maher's show. But just the fact that Bill Maher put him on, he got put in the spotlight again... And people went digging. He got Billy Bushed. And they got something on him that. This is Milo's grabbing by the pussy. At, a couple years ago, right? They dug up, they dug up the worst thing they could find on this guy so they didn't have to deal with him anymore. And so now Bill Maher is getting slagged again for taking credit for helping to bring Milo down. <laughs>
3: And see, to, and
1: you the, can't
3: win. Exactly. The world's worst game show. Exactly. You never this win. Is, this is all. This is is. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Heads, you lose. Tails, they win. It's it's. <laughs> they okay. If he never booked them, then they then they would have been like, well, if you know that, and you, and you have such confidence that your views are going to prove him to be a, a fool, then why wouldn't you book him? Right. Don't run from him. Don't be scared of him. He books them, but you know, and from that same crowd, but people who just feel differently about giving a voice to someone who they disagree with comes the "What are you doing?" This is going to lead to the normalization of his ideas. What if there's people who, he, he you know, because he's so charming and he's so charismatic that he's going to sway people over to his side, right. and then ultimately, but no. It, it, he he said a joke it. that he said – I've heard it at least four other times on different podcasts yes. in long-form version, and he's expanded upon it. Because in Bill Maher you, you really don't get a whole lot of time. Well, you, you, you get know, maybe ten minutes. It's kind, of,
1: un, it's,
2: it's kind of unfortunate that – I don't think he made the most that, of his time personally. I thought that was a shit interview on his part.
1: Yes. It, they were both all over the place. And in yeah. general, that was – I thought Milo should have waited
2: till after the show to maybe do his bump of coke. But we can get into
1: that later. <laughs> this—it was unfortunate that this was probably one of the poorer shows of Bill Maher's Real Time. I mean, honestly, they didn't break any new ground. I mean, who, who breaks new ground? What does that even mean? But they—you know—it was the a panel lot of, was
2: two against one, which is never fun.
1: Well, it kind of always is. He can only really get one conservative. Sometimes it goes like
2: two against two. You know, so I remember the one time he had
3: three conservative guests on his panel. Yeah, I think that was wasn't like, that after he Obama. He was like, don't get used to it. Yeah, he was yeah. like, don't get used to this.
1: Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right, so it wasn't really a strong show. It wasn't a good interview, in my opinion. I'm not saying that, like, oh, fuck Bill Maher. Like, I'm still going to watch his show. Everybody, I mean, how many of these shows has he done? They're all going to be gold. When he has to rely on whatever comes out of the mouths of the people that he books. I mean, sometimes you get a dud, and sometimes you get genius. Mm-hmm. I so, mean,
3: I, I've had people say that, I, I'm sure you've seen it, you've said you've watched enough, uh, Most Steff's first appearance with Cornell West oh, yeah. was fucking hilarious. And then his appearance a few weeks later, maybe a, maybe a month or two later, actually, um, with Christopher Hitchens, he just got savaged.
1: Yes. He was, oh, he I was, remember that one. He got old. He was Yeah,
3: he was he was he was trying to punch way above his weight class, you know. So
1: Yeah. I doubt you know, saying that Milo was in any way uh comparable to uh, um Christopher Hitchens I thought was way off base. That That well, was the one thing it. that he had said that night. Bill Maher said and I was like, "What? Come on."
3: Well, I said it before when we were talking about he was going to be on the show and I I said I feel that there's the potential there because Milo lives for debate. That's what he wants to do. I mean, that's that's the, that's his whole thing. His well, talking, his talking tours, he rather have his, a debate.
1: Yeah, but debate is a a portion of his brand which is dangerous. Right? And he wants everyone to think that what he's saying is too dangerous to be heard. And everybody up until this week have been playing into it, have been helping him push his brand by getting him canceled uh, uh, from speaking at universities or trying to get him off of TV shows like Real Time. All you're doing is helping him sell books, helping him image himself as... The dangerous faggot, and really just empower him because there's nothing that you can, there's nothing that you can say to change his mind or change his path. The only thing you can do is either give in and just laugh at it, like the clown that he is, or the worst thing for him at all—don't pay him any attention, right?
3: Well, I mean, sadly, that's yeah, that's just what it comes down to because he's he is an ideologue. He does not he's never going to change his mind. He has his talking points. He sticks to them. I've never seen him reverse himself on an issue. I've never seen him give an inch on an issue. The closest I've seen is in some podcast. It gets to the point where they've been hammering it to, at one issue for 20 minutes and neither him or the host are given any ground. So they agree to disagree and move on.
1: Yeah. And, and I understand that what I said just then is kind of contradictory to the point I was making earlier, but I look at it as two different things. When I say don't give him any attention, I'm really speaking to the individual. Don't let Milo rile you up. He's just an idiot that says dumb shit, right? Yeah.
2: Well, we, we don't live in that world, unfortunately. Right.
1: Yes. Put him on TV. You know, that's great. If he, he's got ideas, let's have a conversation, you know, and then everyone can see how ridiculous his ideas are. And then they can stop paying attention to him.
3: Well, here's the sad, here's the really fucked up thing. He is the perfect example of growing up with the internet and wanting to troll in real life. And he does not even he 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 doesn't even get the idea of trolling softly. He Do goes you, all out.
1: The only thing that makes him not a human embodiment of four chan is he doesn't say the n word. If he just said well, the n word constantly. Well, then uh, then well, he, he would did, be human 4chan.
3: If he takes, if he takes a, a backdoor pounding from as many black guys, and those are his exact words, uh-huh. as he says he does, uh, I'm I pretty b- sure maybe he's probably said it in the heat of the moment.
2: <laughs> in his life. Oh, man, that's another sign. <laughs> so he's of, probably got man. a couple that let him get away with now it. Now I know he's self-loathing. Gay, Catholic, black dudes. I mean, all the signs of Wait. self-loathing. Well, no, just all the signs what? of all the signs of being a self-loathing gay are there.
3: Fucking black black guys means you lost me at. What's going on? Yeah, I don't get that.
2: Well, it's 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 raging against the. It's it's it's. I I had my brain scrambled for eighteen years of Catholicism. I get it, and I know what I mean. (laughs) Do you mean like you're you're raging against the
3: machine? He's like, okay, I'm not. I'm not going to go with the with the white uh, fairies. I'm going to go with the black twinks or whatever. Like, listen, if I'm if I'm going to be gay,
2: I'm going to be fucking. I'm going to be the. Worst kind of gay you're hoping for, Dad?
3: Oh, I, so right. it's a rebellious thing. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. It's like it's like the 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 chick who brings home a black guy well, and yeah, no. hope or hopes her parents flip
1: out. Even myself as a as a young man, uh, even though I'm not gay, it seems like everybody in my life at one point or another has suspected that I am, including my parents. So I would fuck with them. You know, I'd I'd wear a crop top and go to a club. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you wearing? You know,
2: blow a dude on the front lawn, (laughs) you know? Take
1: that, Dad!
3: (laughs) 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 Leave some playgirls sitting around the house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or in high school, my uh, my friend Christian and I would always, like, hump each other in the hallway.
2: Are we figuring out Milo didn't get enough hugs?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think these guys would be like, you two are fags. And we're like, oh, yeah. And just grab each other by the fucking, by the hips and start humping away. We're coming for you. C-U-M. Yep. Another reason why I never really got in a fight in high school, probably, is because they just thought I was going to start humping halfway through anyway.
3: (laughs) Well, something that I wanted to say that I think has been lost in all this is that I think we've all said at one point, talking about Milo, that for the most part we disagree with him he has a few points that we do agree with and his methods are just fucking so over the top it's almost they're, a caricature. The getting fewer
1: by the day. Well, he's got so many sat, fucking
3: it's almost satire really. He's, he's really got so is.
1: many opinions it's impossible for them to all be wrong. Well, if you saw if you saw a character <laughs> like him in a movie speaking.
3: you would think that they're like okay so this is someone doing Stephen Colbert yes. to the 10th degree. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, this is, is the a way send this is up of
1: Perez Hilton right uh people have compared him to uh a a shitty sasha baron cohen character like bill maher did tell me he looked like bruno yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was pissed
2: (laughs) but he knew he saw a mirror
3: he knew what he looked like when he left the he knew where you got that shirt (laughs) (laughs) one the men's department (laughs) that
2: is a tv studio there is a mirror right before you walk out
3: I just want to say it's 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 fucked up for him because if he because honestly I've seen him on clips when he was still pretty much uh, coming up in Britain and he's a lot more reserved he's a lot more on point he stays on subject and he has destroyed people who he really probably shouldn't even be in the same fucking room with according to their credentials in a debate but then he comes over here and it's like he knows he's this is Trump land now. So is that He's got to play to the lowest common denominator. And so is that more of a commentary it, on us? He, well, uh, yeah, but the sad part is, one, he feels the need to do that, and that's partly because of us and partly because he feels that's what he needs to do to get his name out there. And two, I think what's lost and what's worse than everything is that the valid points he makes get buried for the hyperbolic bullshit. Right. And that's what, that's what sells here in fucking America. Yeah. We don't care about fucking, we've, how many times have we talked about this? We don't care about nuance. We don't care about context anymore. None of that matters. No. It's, we want to be outraged. We're in, we are addicted to being outraged one way or the other.
1: But we have plenty of intelligent people in this country that have valid opinions that should be heard. Like, we don't, they not. We don't, we don't. We don't need Milo. We have no need for this guy at all. Like, our problem is we stick the. And
2: I've talked about this with other things. We stick the mic in front of the wrong people, in general. Yeah. Whether it's the eyewitness, whether, whether it's the man on the street interview, <clears throat> or whether it's our pundits, you know, it seems about the last decade we're putting the mic in front of the wrong people. We're shining the light. Same people. Over. We're, over we're shining again. the light on the wrong people. We're giving the wrong. We're empowering the wrong people. But you know, whatever I'm, I'm white male cisgendered, middle class. Nothing I say counts, right?
3: Well, once again, I think we've proven uh, going on uh, three years with a what eight month sabbatical? We guess we'll put it with this yeah. podcast. Someone's listening to us, so someone gives a fuck what we got to say. I mean, it might be outside of the mainstream. Media and these might not be people who adhere to the simplistic talking points of, you know, MSNBC or Fox News, but that's okay with me. I'm sure. I, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm fine with that.
1: I don't know that I, I'm that outside the mainstream. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's Can
3: okay. You, the mainstream as it's projected by the news. Let's put it that way. Right. The mainstream. If you, if you, you listen get the, to the, you news, get the, the mainstream, decide. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you listen just to just the news, the mainstream is the radicals, and we all live in a world where we walk around, and it's for the most part, we we see a lot of people who are like, no, both of these sides are, both of you people are fucking morons, and both y'all really need to shut the fuck up. But
2: we live in an all or nothing society lately.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, today I read some some random tweet that was in response to. uh to getting conservatives out of office in uh, in two years time, less than that, and uh, the tweet was, "I don't think we'll ever have democratic elections in this country again." And it's like, really? What, what? You think it's come to that? And uh, all these people responding about how we Trump's just a, had eight Trump's years a of tyrant. Trump's a democratic president. Trump's following the tyrant rule book. I mean, yeah, you know what? He is. He is. If you look at the facts of the way that he tries to immediately discredit and handle the media so that he can control the facts of any situation and also, uh, trump up, so to speak, fear of Mexicans and Muslims in this country to give a common en- enemy you, to rally is. people against as a reason for whatever pet project it is that you want to do. But yeah, he's, he is acting like a tyrant. But this country isn't broken, and this country doesn't suffer tyrants. No,
2: I saw uh, something the other day. I think it was, uh, it, it had to be Samantha Bee or something. And, you know, they keep going off and making all these crazy comparisons to he's doing things that Putin has done and things like that. And everyone keeps forgetting, we have an extra two layers of government here. They don't in Russia. Right. It's already worked. <laughs> it worked with the travel ban. The court stepped in and went, calm down, buddy. We understand, you know. Mm-hmm. He ain't gotten laid since he got elected, but you got to calm but, down. This is but how it was this a, works.
1: It's a more extreme version of what we saw with Bush, which was, oh, Bush would so love to be president for life. I bet he'd love that, you know? It, I saw
2: George W. Bush speak the other day, and I did go, oh, remember this guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, can okay, he come back?
1: He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it made so it me think... has come to that, everybody. It made me think of, not that long ago in this country, where... I heard things like Obama is definitely Muslim, probably a terrorist, not born in this country, not really an American. All these ridiculous things from these far-right kooks, some of them in office— that you... Well, now it's that because... We the, could just, like... Oh, they're just insane. Because now this the people... This is, like, not even a real conversation here. With
2: the access to the microphones and the flashlights, if you were, are the ones who are irritated, so now we're going to hear about it.
1: Microphones and flashlights. The media. The, the media. Fla- the people are shining
2: the flashlights on things. Okay. <laughs> the ones who are doing that are the ones who are irritated now. Because it definitely... It, the media... But, uh, the- the media definitely I'm not talking about the media, I'm just talking about
1: liberals being char- just as crazy stupid as conservatives. Well, they definitely
2: seemed this is charged up when, I remember, remember George Bush? He's a war criminal, you know, and it was, I remember George Bush was the devil, and he was the worst politician ever. Like, it, it seemed it was yeah. just as extreme yes. when well, he wasn't president.
1: Yeah, I'm not afraid of Trump because I think that he's a tyrant, because he's going to start putting people in camps, because he's going to be president for life. Because he's actually going to build a wall around this country, I'm afraid, because I am almost certain he's going to fail miserably at everything that he does, and he's going to ruin this country in the process. His tax you are po- fake news. his tax policies, his immigration policies, his labor policies, schools all these things add up to a really shitty, shitty economy. It's going to fuck this country up if if we don't manage to get control of this. So
2: I work in a recession-proof industry. I'll be okay. <laughs> I guess I'm coming from a very insular point, but
1: yeah. Let's just strive to become as rich as possible. I'm, I made it through during this administration. Uh,
2: hit, uh, go to the do- ChrisTramia.net. Hit the donate button. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> you can help, help. help us stay off of Trump's radar. Yeah,
3: exactly. You well, know- I, I I do think it's interesting that I hear people who are in su- support of Trump pretty much lockstep, no matter what he does. I've yet to hear any criticism from from the people that say what yeah. I'm about to quote them say. And they go, "What's the big knock against him? Oh, he's a billionaire. Well, doesn't isn't that what everyone in this world wants? He's and crazy. It's like, and it's like, okay, well, hold on a sec. That's a very it's that you're putting such a fucking slant. On the biggest knock against Trump, very few people that dislike Trump I hear walk around saying, I hate him because he's got money. But let's, let's play the what if game and say that is the biggest knock against Trump. Well, isn't that what everybody in this world wants is to be a millionaire or billionaire? Okay. Well, don't we know in the capitalist society, if you paid attention in school, everybody can't be billionaires. Everybody can't be millionaires. That's not how capitalism works. There's going to have to be losers for a whole lot of losers for every single winner.
1: Yeah, that's not how any place. Well, that's not what we've been like sold. Abu Dhabi, I think. We've been, so-
3: <laughs> we've been sold. Everyone can be anything that they
2: want. Doesn't matter. I mean, what?
3: I mean, we're you know, I understand that, and we've talked about it before. You know, Carlin said the reason it's called the American Dream is because you got to be asleep to believe it. And we, yeah, we've been sold a bill of goods, and we're told. You know all the standard bullshit, hard work, and blah blah blah. You can get there one day too. Okay, well let's be honest. It's not just I bet he can't g- even hear it. it's not just glass ceilings for. I'm sorry.
1: Can you hear music, Rich? I'm sorry. Barely. Okay.
3: I I, I can hear something underneath you. It sounds like background noise on your mics though. Okay, well you can keep going.
1: <laughs> Bye. I'm
3: not going for the next one. So yeah.
4: well,
1: right there. Right, okay. right there is perfect. All right. Well I can I can
3: I can hear it, yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Technical things. No, that's
3: cool. I, I'm just we're all not gonna be billionaires. We're all not gonna be millionaires no matter how innovative we are, how hard we work. There are plenty of pitfalls that can happen between living check to check and being, you know, Bill Gates. And- I saw be a hundred
2: thousand there. Can I do that one? Can I just can I crack the sixth digit? You I know, want. that's that, that's what
3: that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. We. Uh, p- like for these people to say, doesn't everyone want to be a, a millionaire and a billionaire? Of course. Doesn't everyone want to wake up next to the the person of their dreams and have the perfect relationship and the perfect car and house? Of course, we all want that, but that's not reality. What reality wants? Most people just want to be able to go about their lives and worry as little about the basic necessities of survival yes. as possible.
2: That's all I want. I want things to happen and me not to go. Well, oh, shit. Let's do some math here. That's all I want. That's, that's all I want. At this point, in life with anything. Even from this. If you hit the donate button. We're not looking for four-digit okay. donations.
1: Well, it's the same people that are defending Trump and his millions of dollars that were rolling their eyes at John Kerry when he was windsurfing because oh, he's an elitist.
2: Well, that because we that because that's talking out a, of both sides of your mouth. We
1: can't have an elitist in office because he doesn't understand the common man. Well, no, but no, that for some reason Trump understands the common man because what, just the thing with Kerry, because is, he has a vocabulary of like nine thousand words. Trump
2: isn't pretending to be us. He's he's pretending to understand us. He's not pretending to be us. When you get into things like John Kerry, John Kerry is from the party. That is always, I'm, um, you know, they're like the lawyer on fucking TV during the day. I'll fight for you. All right. And yeah. I'm one of you. I'll yeah. fight for you because I'm one of you. Right.
1: He's way more like Charles Manson than Hitler. But that's
2: talking out of both sides of your mouth. Because, but then, you know, then he's seen doing things. I've never been fucking windsurfing. Have you? like no. he's sitting there he's sitting there being seen doing things that not everyday people does but then when he's you know toweling off he's telling you about how much he's everyday people like that's probably where that line of thing comes from
3: okay can, can John can Kerry I, was a I,
1: fake no doubt I, yeah this is he couldn't can, even get the 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 name of the town right that he was in yes
3: i, I want to make an observation uh-huh about about Chris and i hope i don't piss you off too bad I'm not, it's not my intent. It's just an observation I've noticed. Like, case in point, when we talk about Bernie, you know, you were like, yeah, we were all feeling the burn at one point, and then he sold out. He got that house, and blah, blah, blah. Dude, you rage so hard against people when it seems like you feel that they've been, like, they've let you down. Like, especially politicians. That's the
2: thing don't lie to me. Like, that's, I guess, where my dander comes up. Yeah. I think that's reasonable.
1: Like,.
3: No, I'm just uh, it's I, I I'm not making a judgment call it. It's just it's funny because what is the difference between windsurfing and going golfing at a fucking quarter million dollar a year uh uh exclusive, you know, golf club that you got to, you know, drop 250 grand a year to be a member of? I mean, which one really in the end costs more and costs less.
2: I ain't about windsurf, it's about I guess he's a rich guy and he knows it. That's the, that's what I'm sa- like it's, it's not like well, Michael Moore sitting there trying to deny he's a millionaire. You know what I'm but saying? Is, like, but
3: we are never going to elect royalty and tatters in this country. We are never going to elect people who are, are, are politicians who drive a Mazda 6 on no, one that, pair but of it shoes.
2: Just, it says to me something about your, your ethics if you say one thing and do another. Like it's is this is this what you you take this and trust me I know what running the country they're not all angels but I mean if
1: but yeah before it, you even got the job this is how we're acting like this is a situation that we've been put into though to there's no politicians that we agree with 100%. And when we don't agree with them we can say they're just saying that to get elected. And sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. You know? I think a lot of people who weren't necessarily pro building a wall voted for him, thinking this is never going to happen. He's just saying that to get elected.
2: Mm-hmm. Mandy has a crazy theory, by the way. It's, it's, okay. I think it's pretty sound. All right. She, now I'm putting, I'm throwing, I'm throwing the three people in this meeting in here. This is me, but she thinks there was a meeting. I think Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, and Mike Pence were at this meeting. And okay. they, they sent Donnie Boy down and went, All right you somehow fucking got elected keep saying your crazy dumb shit that you s- said get elected we will run the government like she thinks things like the travel ban and all this and i'm gonna build the wall they think they might keep she thinks there's a little wag the dog going on like all right gary you said all this crazy shit. got you
1: elected go out do it i don't know we'll run the government here's my problem with that theory my one true belief about trump is that nobody talks to him frankly puts, about anything nobody puts donnie in a corner nobody puts donnie in the corner That's what got him here. I think she's on to the, the right. I think they got together and tried to figure out how they could manipulate Trump into doing the things that they want. mm -hmm. But to actually say shit to him, like, you know, you do your job and we'll do ours. No, I can't. I don't think that happened. I honestly do not.
3: I think she's. I think she's on the right track. She's just coming to the wrong conclusion because I. God, I cannot remember what show I was watching, but
1: and plus, where's Steve it, it, Bannon? I mean, he's integral to this.
3: It was, it was Republicans who are not pro, are not Trump supporters, but they are Pence supporters, and they are the old you know GOP guard supporters, and they said flat out themselves, they said, we think what's going on is that the people behind Trump, Pence, and all them, like you said, Mitch McConnell. They're just letting him go nuts, dig his own grave, Mm -hmm. and then when he gets his ass booted out for whatever reason, because eventually if you give him enough rope, he'll hang himself. He's proven that time and time again. It's just a matter of what's going to be the one final thing that he does that that he takes it too far, and then you're going to have President Trump. You're going to have President Pence. No, They're going to step back into power.
1: No, they don't want that to happen. Because here's the thing. They can work... They can work with a crazy Republican more than they can any conservative or any uh, liberal, any any Democratic uh, nominee. And you got to point it back to the people, man. That's where the blame is because it's gotten so divisive that if you are seen as working with the other side, you are seen as weak, and you are elected out of office. So
2: you can't be seen as having losing control of your candidate
1: right so they had to go with the crazy republican because at least that's a chance of making something work versus a democrat that you either just roll over or you try and work with them and get elected out of office
2: or is it the long con
1: what's the long con all right you went crazy you're crazy didn't work for you con what I'm talking about the the people, no, about the fucking people that are that are are so divisive that they can't stand to have politicians that are on they feel on their side working with the other side. That's what fucking government is.
2: A long from the right, like, all right, we gave you crazy. A, here's insane. Oh, didn't work out. All right, here's a nice warm glass of milk in yeah, the, form the form of the Paul Ryan non- in 2020. To what
1: I'm talking about, though, Ted I'm, Cruz. I'm not talking about what the Republicans' intentions were. We're talking about the idea that uh, why they're working with with Trump is ultimately because the people that elected them are holding them responsible to get whatever Republican they put up. But that,
2: No, but that's what I'm saying. And they're going, all right, American people, we'll go along with your crazy reality television star. And when this doesn't work... You'll love it when we shove Paul Ryan at you in twenty twenty. Look at his eyes, aren't they so blue? Yeah. He's not crazy. He toes the party line,
3: like like they're 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 going to work with him to teach us a lesson.
2: Don't you but ever they, do that again, America? It,
3: isn't that basically just a, a version of what I said? Even if he doesn't get himself impeached or taken out of office or removed from office, right. if he makes such a clusterfuck of his of his presidency, and the Republicans feel they have an end to run yeah. someone else, they will.
4: You're right, Rich. Believe me, it is, it is the Republicans,
3: the Republicans but, don't want him... The hardcore old guard Republicans don't want him in there anymore.
1: But him getting impeached is not good for any Republican. It's just not.
3: Okay, but he's Chances already proven that, that he's willing to, th- to blow up the Republican party. We knew that. He wants. They
1: know that. That's the if thing. If Donnie makes something of this and they have a chance to get somebody else in in eight years, that's what they're thinking. If he gets... If he gets impeached especially in his first term then they have very little chance of winning future elections for a little while because their side is seen as corrupt because they let it happen
3: but they can position him they, and say look he's was an outsider who warmed queen. his way into our party He's not part of the no. real Republicans. He's not a real Republican.
2: Oh, yeah, the old guard, Look, for sure they can do that.
1: The capacity for them, for Republicans to be two-faced and turn against and say, oh, I always thought he was crazy. I was just doing this because, you know, it's what the people want. That's endless, yeah. Of course it's going to happen. But I I really don't think that's part of the plan is to... I bet Mitch
2: McConnell gets a daily anger jerk in that Donald Trump is the president.
1: Right. Like, I can't believe that guy's the president! I don't think that it's feasible and I don't think that they, th- that Republicans think it's feasible for Donald Trump to get impeached and have Mike Pence step in and continue on and get anything done. But do you, do you, because but even if you can't vote him out of office right away, you can vote in Democrats into office to block anything that he puts through. We're back so, to the
2: long con here. Do you think that maybe they thought of this when they picked Pence? No.
1: No. Do I think that they're forward-thinking people? Do I think that they plan for the future in any fucking way? These people that deny global uh, uh, science on, on climate change? that uh, stymie the education I, in this country. I already realized what I, I just asked Do I think they give you. a fuck about the next generation <laughs> or what's to come tomorrow?
2: I just asked you if Republicans are forward-thinking. No!
1: My f- they're trying to think my, on their feet. My bad. And they're doing a shit job of it. I cannot buy into this long con thing. The, 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 There's no long yeah, con. There's the, no big game. The of
2: the thinks climate change is a lie. The biggest
1: problem with government conspiracies and is they're not that fucking smart.
2: Creationism should be in
3: schools. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nobody, nobody has thought forward for years on the Republican
4: side.
3: <laughs> they don't see un- I'll, I'll take i'll take the bait and go the other side i think they think forward enough to think about how much money they're going to make before they die and it's about as forward as they think how much power are they going to accumulate before they fucking
1: how long can they hold on to office what job can they get after and how many transsexual people can they get to pee on them at once well that's some
3: house of card shit
1: anyway i'm calm now
3: (laughs) hey man we've all blown Our, our tops ever since fucking the Fuhrer has taken over so don't worry it's happened to all of us at least once one of the things i do think is interesting is that he's only been in office for a little over a month and i'm seeing reports from all sides of the media well excuse me both sides of the media let me stop trying to act like there's more than two sides um about the the local town hall people you know, these town halls that these politicians are having, Mitch McConnell being one of them, mm-hmm. and they're just getting savaged by people who voted for Trump who are like, what, what, basically going, what the fuck are you people doing? You know, you had one guy stand up. Wait, and Trump,
1: Trump supporters that are mad at Mitch McConnell for what? At, at their senators,
3: at their congressmen, for just the, the way, the way shit has gone in the, in the, the time since Trump's taken over. Right. It's your, it's your first be, day in America. No. They're getting up and they're bitching about. Okay, so you said had, you were gonna you are gonna replace Obamacare with something. You have no idea what you're gonna do. You're just you just want to snatch Obamacare right. from us. It's, we're we, on Obamacare. It's, it's
2: been four weeks. Right. The wheels of government turn right. really slowly. Is this your first day here, people? But, but well, do you, but but do you understand
3: ex- that these are their these are their own fucking cheering section that is right. doing this to them this yeah. quickly?
1: The, That's well, what's interesting to me. The, the, because the Trump supporters. Their underst- <clears throat> their understanding of this deal, which you should always, you know, negotiate these things out loud. But their understanding of this deal was that hey, we vote for this ego ego into office because we know that we already have a good system of Republicans in there that can control and shape him, and it turns out they can't. They don't have, uh, all he needs is to talk to Bannon and get an idea and talk to somebody else to help him actually type up a presidential decree and sign it and smile and pose. And his job is done as far as he's concerned. They don't, I mean, if they wanted to constantly try and fight everything that that he puts forward, then they're going to uh, have their constituents mad at them. If they don't do anything, I mean, they, they should, they have a, absolutely a right to be mad about things like healthcare. You know, it's a mess and nobody had any good ideas about it except for, uh, let's go back to the old way when it was even shittier. So. I pose this question to
2: these people and they've done it before. You really think they're unringing that bell? My insurance premium is twice what it was before, uh, 2011. All right. Think it's gonna. Think they're going to repeal it and I'm going to go back to paying half of what I was? No. So even if they do repeal it, right. what? It,
3: well, and as an interesting aside, when I hear people say that, what you just said, Chris, the only thing I can hear, I hear from the left is what Obamacare did was keep the premiums from rising at an even quicker rate than they have rose. Right. Yeah. And the only thing I hear from the right was, well, of course, the premiums went up because insurance always goes up. What are you talking about?
2: I paid the same thing for six right. years <laughs> after two
3: I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying what I've heard from people trying to explain, explain to, to pacify people like you who get up and go, well, this is bullshit. And they go, well, the, the, here's our reasoning from our point of view and from the other people's point of view. And I'm just sitting there going, really? I don't remember my car insurance ever going down. Yeah. It only goes up. I mean, that's just all there is to it. When I first started driving, you know, I right, I had full coverage for ninety eight dollars a month. Try find it's seventeen years old with with hardly any driving record. Try finding that shit these days. That ain't happening, especially here in in Michigan. So, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. But at the same time, this isn't what we were. This isn't the bill of goods we were sold. Once again. We were sold one thing, and we settled for another, and we really didn't settle. We were forced to settle for this.
2: Yeah, we were told it was going to keep costs down. That's how it was packaged to us. It's going to keep costs down in an industry where the costs are rising.
3: In the, in, yeah, in an industry where I don't think historically there's ever been across- the-board premiums go down, like at a significant rate. It, it, health insurance? It, healthcare has never, the cost of healthcare has never went down in my lifetime. I don't think it's ever went down, period. It just kept going up and up. I mean, maybe because we have what, uh, urgent care centers now that are open 24-7. If it's not a life-threatening thing, you don't have to go to the, the ER. You can go there, and if you got a hundred bucks in your pocket, they'll at least stitch you up and send you on your way. Versus going to the ER and getting a $5,000 bill a week later.
1: Yeah. Well, to me, that's not even the real problem with healthcare. It's, all about prescription drugs. And the solution is simple. Open it up internationally. Get some real competition. Science is not going to die. The development of of new pills and new cures and everything is not going to wither because of uh, too much competition. It's healthy. And you're taking care of like a major portion of people's monthly, on top of paying for health insurance, they're sometimes also paying hundreds of dollars worth of just copays for their medication for medications that even you pay out of pocket. There are hundreds, sometimes even thousands of dollars, and you can buy this shit online from India, <laughs> and it's the same shit. And our government tries to tell us, how, or even from Canada, we used to be able to get shit from Canada easily, mm-hmm. and yep. the government was like, well. You don't know what they put in their drugs. And I'm like, well, I don't see thousands of Indians or Canadians just falling over dead. So I think they're doing okay. Apparently, it's okay to drive a car that was built in whatever country, 80 miles an hour on the freeway. But we don't know what they put in the pills. They could be putting mind control drugs in it. This is how the Russians are spying on us. They're putting nanites in the pills.
3: The Canadians are putting uh, subliminal uh, or, or mind control drugs in the pills, so we all start eating at Tim
1: Hortons more. But watching oh, no, they're junior getting,
2: high. No, they're they're dosing the ice caps. That's but, why they're so delicious.
1: But but this will never happen because the three pillars of the prescription drug company's budget are based on research, which is probably the smallest. Advertising dollars uh which is one of the bigger s- sections of that pie, and probably equally as big money just fucking handed out to politicians through lobbyists and oh and paying and straight up paying off doctors and and giving them gifts to promote their prescriptions they spend an insane amount of money on that shit, so that's what we're paying for we're paying hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars for prescriptions at. Some people need just to survive from month you're to month. Company man. You're you're paying for your politician to get a blow job and a steak dinner and your doctor to get a whole bunch of pens. <laughs> well yeah, and taken to the strip club.
3: Okay, explain to me because I don't I don't want to come down on a side until I feel like I, I understand the subject a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But i I mean this is an open question to either of you guys. Okay. Um as as pretty much libertarians, you guys always talk about the free market and the free market invites competition. From yes. what I gather, the free market means less regulation. No, now
1: doesn't no it doesn't well, it depends on what you describe as regulation. That's kind of a broad term. I
3: oh, okay, I, I guess I mean to where? Well, I, I guess that's what I'm asking. I mean, what what, uh, too high what a is taxes. good regulation? What is bad re- regulation? Well,
1: actually, dictating how business uh, does their business, or taxing them too high in situations that makes it impossible to do things certain ways, that's where government government needs to get the fuck out of the way. If you're talking about how you know the types of emissions and quantities that factories are allowed to output, or you know where they can dump their toxic waste. Yeah, I'm for some government regulation. I'm very liberal in that sense. So, But when it comes to actual business practices outside of, let's say, monopolies, I think that's something that the government has proven that they actually do fairly well in this country. And I would like to see them continue that practice. But trying to control trade through exorbitant taxes? Absolutely not. It's restrictive to business. It's anti-global economy, which is the future. It's not just a choice. It's an inevitable. So, yeah, I, I guess I don't know exactly where the libertarian line is drawn there and if I straddle it or if I've crossed it. But that's my basic feeling on it. No, does, that, does that explain my position, Rich?
3: It does. It does. Because I have a I have a, a friend I used to be in a band with who... Uh, mm-hmm he took a job that he traveled the world and i didn't see him for like 5 years and he came back and he is the hardest of a hardcore libertarian i've ever known in, in, in you know personally and he believes in deregulating everything to where i mean open borders to where there is like no taxation and yeah. i'm like whoa well how are we okay, that's well, not a how plausible we, how
1: do, no that's an, how do that's we get, anarchy uh,
3: how do we get? Yeah, that's that's what I told him. I said, dude, you're talking anarchy because we, if we have no infrastructure in this country, it'll crumble within five to ten years, yeah. completely. I'm, and I'm, I'm not talking I'm not talking the country itself. I'm talking roads, the 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 waters, you know, utilities being delivered and the ways they delivered. The sh- if there's no infrastructure and there's no money for it. Where the fuck is that going to come from? Millionaires are just That's going to
1: not libertarianism.
3: pony up shit. No,
1: the libertarians are adults that understand that you get something for your tax dollar and you should have a say in how that tax dollar is spent and what your government does with it. It's like, not, one, it's not about, no, don't tax me. I have, you know, I, I've, uh, I worked for this lady actually. I worked at a art supply store in Dearborn and the manager that hired me there was, uh, I don't know what her political affiliation was. And I, this was, I was like early 20s. So this was actually one of three jobs that I was working at the time just because I could, because I didn't seem to need sleep. And, uh, I had plenty of money to spend on records and drugs. And, but so, uh, I remember the, the manager telling me that she was having problems with the government. And her taxes, or rather the fact that she doesn't pay any taxes. Well, there's, there's your first problem. It, it started, it started with, uh, her having a conflict with the company because this was a, uh, a, a chain of stores and because they were, they were taking tax money out of her check. <laughs> yes, they and she to told do. them not to, right? <laughs> she says no, I'm not paying taxes. Her and her husband who lived in Warren were, uh, uh, they, she told me that, like, nowhere in the Constitution does it say that the government has any right to, institute these people? income tax, or sales tax, or any kind of, uh, <sighs> social security, or anything like that. These are all illegal moves by the government nothing that are that unconstitutional. Says we can't
2: own slaves yeah. in the Constitution either, well, but we don't. Okay,
1: so. Like the Bible well, actually, you know, it became an amendment. The Constitution can can be interpreted interpretated. Interpreted different ways. Interpretated? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you can interpret that. Is that how that person talked? <laughs> right. So you're you're technically correct, but also look around you and realize the country that you're in. Okay? <laughs>
2: Taxes pay for civilization.
1: (laughs) This is what what we're doing and we're all in on it. And if we're not all in on it and somebody's going against the grain, that's fine. People go against the grain. Hey, something had to buy that traffic light.
2: (laughs) Something paid for this yellow paint to paint these lines on the road. Someone had to pay that dude to do that. Someone's got to pay these cops.
1: So that, I mean, I don't know what... I, I think I remember the word libertarian being tossed around there. But that's not libertarian. At least not libertarians that i've met and and uh have experienced reading or following on twitter or whatnot
2: and i'm kind of where you're at as far as government being involved like let me run my business as long as i'm not breaking any laws let me run my business let me give you my share
1: of taxes that you want that's why so many libertarians are being stripped off the republican party because they used to be the party of small government Mm -hmm. and they don't even say it now like, they said it, Bush said it, but he didn't believe it, and he mm. sure didn't show it. And now, but there should Trump be things, isn't even
2: saying it. There should be things in place to protect abuses, like you said, like emissions, um, yeah. uh, abusing the people that work for you, things like that, workplace regulations. Right. I mean, it should...
1: Because if you're going to treat a corporation like a person, then... It has certain limits to its rights, just like we all do. Like people are your greatest con- resource,
2: and they have the right to feel safe. Like, right? I'm all for that kind of regulation.
1: Like, the concept of my right to swing my fist stops at your face. Correct. Right. And the and the business's right to do business as they please stops at actually poisoning the environment and making people less healthy. I'm not breaking any
2: laws or hurting it. If I'm not hurting anybody. We're breaking any laws, let me run my business. But that, that's, I think regulation comes in for your less scrupulous people mm-hmm. who would just fuck everybody over at every turn just to make a dollar. That's where I think regulation is a handy-dandy tool.
3: Well, I guess a lot of this comes from, I, I just listened to an interview with um, Charlie LeDuff recently, yeah. where they were talking about the proposed skyscraper putting being put up. Uh, uh, was it
1: on podcast that he was on yeah yeah yeah. i was listening to that today
3: and him and drew basically he said who needs
1: a fucking skyscraper there's bigger problems they
3: they had a debate that is as close to an argument as i've heard those two ever have and charlie said something well drew asked him he goes okay so what do you want you know would you would you rather they don't put the money into uh, putting a new building downtown it's going to bring jobs and this and that what would you rather them do with it and charlie goes invest it in people if you're going to ask me if i'm going to want to invest millions of dollars of taxpayer money into a building for a private citizen to make a profit that he wants to build or put it back into the people i'm always going to choose the people yeah and that was like ding i I've, i don't know why maybe it's because i'm not a very uh i'm too verbose to come up with something that that quick and easy but i'm just like damn that is the perfect that describes perfectly how i feel yeah. why are we doing this shit when we have schools falling apart neighborhoods falling apart roads falling apart
1: because so yeah i understand the concept of having having theaters stadiums places where, where people can gather i mean this is what cities should be right this definitely should be a priority for any city but to make that a priority while the people around it are just wasting away is shameful to not understand that it's not about their concept of it is well you know we build this up and we build it up for everyone right a rising tide raises all boats no some people don't have boats and they just drown but the
2: other part of this conversation is i mean just how does a town exist you need things uh, You need things for you the need, people who live in need, the neighborhood to go work okay, at, okay. to help sustain, yes. to patronize. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Here's one for you.
2: Because how many towns have collapsed uh, when things to work at
1: have left? Look at Flint. There's a simple answer to your question. It's called a grocery store. Some people think they're, uh, they're convenience stores. That's not a grocery store, what you see mm-hmm. in Detroit. That corner store that's got, you know... Two-year-old peanut butter on the shelves with an inch of dust on it.
3: Yeah, exactly. You go to Detroit; most party stores sell half-ass groceries, ghetto groceries. Yes. and like you said, it's it's unhealthy, high of.
1: fructose shit. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's it's disgusting. I mean, there have been some improvements downtown that we we've seen grocery stores and and little livable walkable communities but when it's all branching out from the college where all the people from outside of the city come in to either go to school or live around there it does show your priorities and
2: it's got to start somewhere
1: it does have to how does it start
2: in the neighborhoods if there's nowhere for these people to go work or, or to patronize
1: you can have both, though, and I, the shops, a coffee house, you know, nice places to do laundry for that's near campus or something like that. Yeah, that's great. Those are things that we should have. We should also have more grocery stores in low-income areas that not only employ people locally, but give easy access to healthy, affordable groceries, A basic need for everybody, and and we don't have that. So, do we need a do we need a skyscraper? Do we need a skyscraper more than do we need grocery stores in Detroit? No, and that's just one example of how you can build up things in the in the city to actually support communities and to support a, a community movement. It's I'm not saying that. You shouldn't do things to bring people in because you should always do that as a city as well. And, <clears throat> But I guess you say you get enough people
2: a, to support the grocery store from something like this. That is another thing to attract four people to work in the city, to well, live well, if, in the city. I'm saying the
1: I, development's so localized. right? It doesn't branch out into fucking Seven Mile where it looks like a fucking war zone.
3: Also, I think we we've kind of lost... Track of the issue here uh, that, that, that Charlie was was trying to get at, which was he has no problem with if, if someone, if a, if, a, if a business person wants to build a skyscraper, he has a problem with ta- taxpayers' dollars yes. from the city of Detroit going to subsidize that to guarantee he makes a profit mm-hmm. versus taxpayers' money going back into the people of Detroit who paid the taxes. Look, that's, bro- where, that's where my problem lies. Don't get me wrong, I love sports. Do I think it's bullshit that that uh, most cities that build new uh, uh, sports venues have to foot the bill because they want to make sure owners can turn right. a profit on it? Right. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Look, wasn't you that- build? You, oh, just oh, just give me one second. Okay, you build something like the new Red Wings arena. <laughs> yes, and you bring in the Pistons, which that deal isn't done. It's, I mean, it's going to get done, but it's not done. You know, legally, it's not a lock. They're going to be there. Okay there's 82 games a season in, in 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 both leagues if I'm correct. So it's 41 games home games. So out of 365 days of the year, you have 82 days that you you are guaranteed to have events there, right? Now, what are you doing with that building the rest of the time? Because guess what? Just like Joe Louis Arena had had the, the that, what uh, something ridiculous like a five thousand or was it fifty thousand? I can't remember. Maybe I am dropping a zero water bill to the city of Detroit when when all that water should happen. This building's sucking up resources, and it's not put, it's not putting anything into the into the economy into the community. Right? It's just sitting there empty for a third of the fucking year more more than that even if you put concerts in for another 100 days 180 days out of 365 and 100 concerts a year at a venue like joe's arena i don't think joe's arena has seen 100 concerts in a year in our lifetime it's a
1: shitty place to see a band too
3: i mean even the palace doesn't see 100 concerts a year i mean if you really think about it look at look at dte did they even, and I understand they're only open for, it's a seasonal venue, but I mean, do they even get 100 shows in or is it more like 80? I mean, there's days where they don't have a show, you know, and then you got you to gotta consider, you know, festivals that, you know, last a day or two or whatever the fuck. I mean, it's just, to me, no, I'm, I would rather gamble on using taxpayer money to help the people who are, who are paying taxes so they can can continue to have upward mobility so ultimately they do better they pay more taxes we grow the tax base that makes right. sense to me maybe give i'm, money a, I'm not get, an economist
1: yeah give them an, enough uh, slack so they can actually get their own boat so that they do rise with the tide
2: well stop putting people in your local government that rob you blind
1: oh yeah that's the first because i mean
2: Duggan's there <laughs> Duggan's doing all right he's got his things swirling around them but the problem is too And if, if you talk about Detroit the problem is too the city council it's a part time job and so these get, these people are pulling down full time salaries I mean that's
3: Detroit, Detroit is a perfect uh, microcosm of what I think Detroit went through what the rest of the country either has now gone through or is still going through in certain areas probably more rural areas that are getting more populous but detroit you know used to be the manufacturing center of the united states arguably of the world at one point uh you know people worked for one of the big three they lived there and as people from down south and out of and from other parts of the country moved in well you had non-white people move in and you had white flight and you had a lot of policies I mean, people, think, people talk about the riots in 67. Yeah. Uh, there was riots in the 1890s and riots in the 1940s in Detroit that were over race. Those somehow get lost when we talk about history. So Detroit's already got a fucking sketchy past when it comes to race. So then eventually... Yeah, the, but
1: the third time the, was apparently the charm because that one stuck.
3: Well, it did. But, uh, and with that one came the last until Mike Duggan of the white mayors. And then you got in Coleman Young. And Coleman Young was nothing more than a response, an angry response, to how black people have been shit on mm-hmm. for the previous how many hundreds of years in the city of Detroit. And white people were like, well, then fuck it. We're taking our fucking ball and going to the suburbs later. And then then what did we have? I mean, you know, it's, it's – it's, people – People go, oh, you'll never have before Doug, and they said, I'd go on a state, oh, you'll never have another white mayor in Detroit, and I agreed with them. I didn't think there was a, a, a I white he mayor had, that could get elected.
2: I thought he had like no chance of winning.
1: Well, you could thank Kwame. I mean,
3: Honestly, I thought there would be a Hispanic mayor before I'd ever see a white mayor, just because you have Mexican Village in Southwest, and and maybe as as the city keeps emptying out the people that are there that are leaving in the last you know 10 15 years are predominantly black so that means even more people can move in who are maybe latino or something and I, I thought that would be the demographic shift not that yeah. that city would ever vote in a white mayor.
1: I think it was and, just coming to terms with the fact that they have the people of Detroit have been voting with race as a primary issue. The exception of nobody else of any other race Other than black could get elected in that city For the longest time And what They realized that those Those same black people that they were Electing into office Were ruining their city They were driving it into the ground And lining their pockets in the process
3: So It goes back to what we said about When Obama got elected
1: Doesn't mean the white guy is not going to do it But at least let's start with ex- being open to every race and just looking at their ideas and their credibility.
3: You know, when Obama got elected, people—you know they had people on the news. And yes, Chris, it goes back to what you said earlier in the show. They always pick the worst people to put on the news. Why? Because it's going to make you not change the channel when you hear the most ignorant person in the world on there.
1: Same reason they put you- the shitty singers on America's American Idol or whatever.
3: Exactly. Those are the highest rated shows on the, in the entire season that's why that's why they do it but you know people oh we got one one of us are in there we won fast forward four years where's my obama prize you don't get one dude that's how it's not how this world works i know you've been sold a bill of goods that says it's how it works and comedians have told you for years and years that you know if a white dude gets pulled over that he can wave a gun in a cop's face, tell him to suck his dick, and then he fucked his wife in the ass and, and all this shit, it's, and they just go, "Sorry, we talk- we let you off with a warning." That's not reality. We talking copy. about it
2: at the meetings, right?
3: That's you know, part of the white privilege. But I mean, that's slowly. I think people are starting to come around mm-hmm. to like, "Oh shit, all this bullshit I've been sold," and the fact that we are one of the most segregated areas in this country mm-hmm. is it, 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 it has really. Been able to let these ideas take root. That, you know, granted, I'm not arguing that there is no white privilege, but the idea that somehow, since you're white, you can act any type of way you fucking feel and get away with it. That reality has now set in for a lot of people that it wasn't there 20 years ago. You know, Chris Rock made a whole career of going, white people do this, black people do this, and it was extreme examples. The problem is people took them seriously. It's a joke, folks. It's an exaggeration of the truth. You know, I ask anybody. I mean, flat out, we, we talked about it, those two guys in Dearborn who cussed out the cops while they were heavily armored in body armor. All four of us, Jay included. Mr. Gunman himself on the show were like, I'm surprised they did like them motherfuckers up.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised we weren't watching a murder when we were being right. shown that video. Did, like, yeah. hey, two guys got shot at the Dearborn cop station today. Check this out.
1: Right, didn't Jay say that they had a heads up, though? Like, the cops knew, were aware of who these guys were because they pull shit like this. Yeah. And somebody yeah. gave him a heads up that they were on their way over.
3: And let's be honest here it's it's I think it because they had that heads up because these guys are known to be shit stirrers like that they handled them with kid gloves to to keep the bad press away. I mean if this was just two guys who just walked in with no heads up, no press, warning, I mean, to they, a police station. They
1: released that video, you know, didn't get leaked. <laughs> well no, but they what were I'm saying is what they did.
3: Asshole. Let 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 Chris and I just throw on body armor ski mask and open carry an AR-15 and sidearms, and walk into oh, I don't know, Saint Clair Shores Police Station without any type of warning, oh, yeah. and let's see if we don't get killed before we get ten yards into the it's place,
2: scooping my brains up off the floor. I um, mean, that's you'd be bringing flowers on every year on the year anniversary to the police station, just
3: placing them with a single tear. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I guess it's hope. It's a good thing. That we're starting to get rid of these, you know, bullshit stereotypes on both sides that we think, you know, that, oh, if, if you we? know, how can we not, man?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Seriously. <laughs>
3: I mean, it, it, think about it. Think about it. In During the Kwame years, oh, can you imagine de- them? You'd oh, like to know a white yeah, mayor?
1: Yeah, okay. Back to the what we were talking about in Detroit. I get <laughs> yeah, to never. What, yeah. I, thought you, I, I was thinking as a nation, I'm like, I'm not so sure we're there.
3: Well, no. And like I said, I think Detroit went through what a lot of communities are still going through or have just, you know, they've caught up to Detroit now because of the nature of how many jobs were here. And these were manufacturing jobs that you didn't need to be an engineer to come in here and work. It's not like the tech market out out in the North Pacific Northwest. You know, th- these were jobs that people from down south, that's how my family ended up up here. You know, they couldn't find jobs down there, at least jobs that were legal that could support their family. And they heard, hey, up in Detroit, they're hiring for these, you know, factories up here. Why don't we go up there? So they packed every everybody up in a car, drove up there, got a job, and that's just where we stayed. I mean, and you think poor white people did it. You don't think poor black people did that? I mean, that, that's how we have the mixture of people we have in races in Detroit. I mean, you really think about it; it As segregated as the neighborhoods are. I mean, Hamtramck used to be Polish. Polish Corktown used to be Irish. You had mm-hmm. Mexican Village. Which yeah. Says it all you need to know. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of people lived
2: in Dearborn.
3: Brightmoor used to. I mean, Brightmoor is still got a lot of white trash in it which you would consider white trash, you know, which the general populace would consider them, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Dearborn, the largest concentration of Middle Eastern people in the country, is right in our backyard. And for as segregated as we are, it's still a pretty diverse area if you just look at the metro area as a whole. And you don't look at the fact that, yes, if you go into certain parts of Dearborn, you're gonna be hard pressed to find some signs in English. You know, or if you go to you know, Corktown, everything's got an Irish slant to it, or Mexican village or what, Greek town, whatever.
2: Have you seen that video on uh it's on YouTube or somewhere on the internet, the guy driving through Dearborn like, I can't believe this is America. <sighs> oh,
3: Jesus Christ. Yes. What?
2: Yes. Oh, Aaron, oh, we gotta show you this. This is, this is this is this is a racist with a video camera. Well, you know, this is a racist with a GoPro.
1: <laughs> like i I lived in Detroit for a number of years, and i I'm not claiming some sort of uh understanding of the city because of the you know the time in my twenties that I spent there, but I didn't experience any racism of any kind going either way from anyone that was that lived in the city you know people from outside the city yeah absolutely
3: I guess yeah. I have to apply the i have to apply the chris the chris theory of if i reverse the situation would i call it racism because i don't think i experienced like systemic racism institutionalized racism but yeah i when i lived in detroit i'd go to the store and i'd hear you know some drunk dude especially you go in later at night some drunk dude like the fuck you looking at white boy now flip that around put that person in livonia (laughs) and you hear what the fuck you looking at black boy oh, my God, we're going to have the problem solvers from Channel 2, 4, and 7 down there before the fucking incident's over with. Right? I mean, did it, was I oppressed because of that? No. No. I just knew if I saw this motherfucker, he's drunk, he's obnoxious.
1: If you want and to call the- that racism, then, yeah, I experienced that. But, I mean... <laughs> but, but
3: once again, I mean... it, it
1: That's racism light. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah. There's no I calories mean, to, in it.
3: <laughs> it's just on the surface. It's the tab of racism, yes. <laughs> it's casual racism. It's that good old casual racism, yes. But, I mean, shit like that's bound to happen. You can run into an asshole no matter where you're at, you know, especially when you add alcohol and late night to it. You, you don't know what the fuck you're going to run into. How many bar fights happen in all white neighborhoods? Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? Well,
1: hey, Rich, you follow uh, Drew's cast. Then you, Did you hear the story about... Uh what was the restaurant in Gross Point?
2: Oh, Bluefin. Uh, the Blue, Bluefin. Bluefin.
1: Yeah, so what do you make of that story? Because I keep going back and forth, because you keep hearing different facts and from different sides. But overall, I mean, from the way the manager reacted... Okay, so for those who don't know, we should explain the story. Apparently, some patrons were hanging out at the bar for a while after they ate. Racist. And... They were the only black people. These three women.
2: They claimed to be the only black
3: people.
1: Okay, so the, that's the they ended up two. being three of eleven. No, okay. the video,
3: the video camera proved that there was a black couple dining right behind them. Okay, they could have literally turned around and touched them if they wanted to.
1: Right. Well, uh, they were asked to. They were basically asked to leave because they were taking too long. You know, now restaurants—they're all about turnover. That's how they make their money: get mm-hmm. you in, get you out. Yeah. And if you're hanging out and drinking and constantly, then that's great. You know, go to the bar, hang out. But if you're just nursing something and, and, uh, you know, taking a, taking up a seat, then yeah, they want to get you the fuck out. But now the way that the manor, manager handled it though.
2: Their tab was allegedly closed. And also there's apparently a policy at the restaurant that says you got an hour and 45 minutes and it's stated on the menus. Like. Mm-hmm. There was apparently some things left out of the story initially
1: right, and i 'm unclear too as so to the, the the way that the the manager reacted it was apparently the niece of the owner mm-hmm. and this is
2: is a rookie mistake it was, it, was, it was handled badly
1: it was handled badly. It sounds like she maybe realized that what she was doing was going to come off as racist, and that 's why she panicked and tried to. I guess she gave a business card to the, one of the women, and she tried mm-hmm. to get it back from him. And uh, because she lunged, because the manager lunged at the woman, that woman now wants to press assault charges against the manager because she tried to take a business card out of her hand. I don't think that qualifies as assault. That doesn't make sense.
3: Yeah, I... I, I isn't assault and battery... Assault is threatening and battery is the actual act of hitting them. Is it, I'm
2: going to kick your ass assault and then kicking your ass is the battery?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, if she didn't threaten her, like, give me that fucking card or I'm going to beat the shit out of you, something along those lines, I don't know if that's assault. There's definitely no battery there. She didn't touch her from what the video said and from what the the people making the complaint said. I mean, look, the thing is, is that for people who don't know... This was in, what is it, Gross Point?
1: The Gross Point, yeah, borders yeah. Detroit. And the sad thing is that this will probably affect their business very little. I mean, they'll, they'll see, they definitely had some protests there. But in the long run, I think Bluefin's going to be okay.
3: But to, just for people think, who aren't from Detroit, Gross Point is a very wealthy community that literally shares a border with Detroit. Yes. And the history of relations between the... Citizens of Gross Point, Detroit, is a sketchy one, and that's being as polite as I can be with it.
1: It's very so testy. That, yeah, I, I worked right like a half a block from the little farmers market that they set up to block off the end of the street, so they didn't have to look at Detroit. And so yeah, they I remember block, you saying that it would block incoming traffic.
2: <laughs> we can see the pores from here.
1: Like all, all of a sudden, I'm driving to work, and I'm like, how come it's really easy to get out? and get on to Kerchival, but if I have to get back in, I have to go the long way. See,
2: Donnie? <laughs> Don't build a wall. Build a farmer's market.
1: Right. <laughs> to <just> build, have <laughs> farmer's markets going all up and down the border. and the Mexicans can work at the farmer's market.
3: Well, well I think the interesting thing, thing about this... tax their wages. Everybody wins. The interesting thing about this story is that the, the security footage showed that the three women who were at the bar ordered an entree and i think one ordered drinks a few drinks the other one was drinking water and they were there for close to 2 hours yeah um they claim that you know the general manager the owner's niece was very rude uh racist uh, you know assaulted them whatever
1: I've heard no evidence of racism come out of her mouth. It's they're assuming oh, that she's racist because she picked it, them to They didn't go hey
3: darky you got to go. Well wait, 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 wait. You didn't hear any evidence You didn't hear the the three women claim any
2: No, she didn't hear any evidence of isn't he heard any evidence of, from the manager. Like, okay. There's been a quote from the manager. Like, yeah, the
1: manager didn't say anything directly racist to them. Hey, you black bitches, gotta oh, the go. Race, their the racism, quote does not exist. The racism is implied by her singling them out to remove from the bar.
3: Exactly. Now, here's the bitch of it. Uh, you know, maybe this is one of those fucking situations that the people are seeing things through the, the, the their own glasses that are tinted. In whatever way, so much that they both think they're absolutely right.
1: That possibly tinted by their own experience of experiencing actual racism.
3: Yeah, but- I mean, maybe, maybe the bar, the general manager was thinking, "Look, you're sitting at the bar. We we literally have patrons standing who've been, been standing for, for forty minutes Ca- waiting to yeah. sit down. at Any place in this, because apparently there's only eleven tabletops in a bar at this place. I've never been. Apparently, it's tiny. You
2: cashed but, out forty five yeah. minutes ago.
3: Yeah, and you know, come on, let's let's keep it moving. On top of that, we have in our menu we reserve the right to ask anyone to leave after they've, you know, hundred an hour and forty five minutes, because we have a high volume and limited seating. It says it yeah, right it's in a the menu. place. So maybe from her point of view, she was doing the right thing, and from these three ladies' point of view, they were like, well, they're they're fucking with us because we're three black people in Gross Point sitting here at the bar. We're not hurting nobody. Well, the problem is, is that who's wrong in that situation? Who's right? Because both of them are viewing it through, like you said, yeah,
1: they're, the, the the glasses
3: that are tinted by their own experiences.
1: I think they're both overreacting. I said, hey, you
3: start spending money again. You can keep sitting here. I I, I agree with you. And as someone who's worked in the re- restaurant industry, one of the biggest complaints I ever hear from waitresses is, and I was guilty of it as a kid. I just didn't know any better. You know, groups of teams.
1: Okay, we're back. Uh,
3: you know, groups of teenagers. Some, groups of teenagers come in, yeah, order an I'm appetizer, gonna... one maybe. You know, one, they order one drink each, and then they sit there for two hours. Yes. And that waitress is like, "I'm just watching money fly out the window because I know they're not. They're hardly going to tip. They're broke teenagers.
1: Right. And but they're you can't taking see up anyone a, else there.
3: Yeah, and they're taking up a six top.
1: I could have turned that table over three times.
3: You know, and. I, I didn't realize that until I got older and I, and I actually started working with waitresses. And I was like, you know, they would come back, you know, to the back and where I worked and they, they're bitching. And I'm like, what are you bitching about? They're like, I'm not going to make any money off that fucking table. You know, look at the the other waitress. She has to go by the seating chart. You know, she's turned over the same size table three, four times. They're still sitting there. I'm basically I'm basically paying for the privilege of serving them. And I'm like, oh, shit, I never thought of it that way. And if you haven't worked in the industry, why would you think of it that way? You wouldn't know. A lot of, you'd be surprised when people don't know how little waitresses and waiters make.
2: And the first thing, when I heard this story, the first question that came to my mind, just working in the restaurant industry for so many years, was like, are they cashed out? Oh. Yeah. Did they have a tab? If they had an open tab, then it's a shitty move. They didn't have an open tab? you would been sitting there for more than, like, 15 minutes? Oh, man. Like, yeah.
1: Well, also, I was unclear as to whether there were people that were waiting.
3: Oh yeah, there were.
1: There were okay.
3: The security footage, uh, yeah. The, uh, get the
1: fuck out, man! What?
3: Yeah, I more? heard. I heard. Forty-five minutes. There was uh, p- uh, at least fixed. four or five couples standing there waiting for to be seated somewhere. So that's just yeah. I mean that's just.
1: Even though the the report from the three ladies was that there were open tables.
3: Uh, the video footage I watched,
1: uh-huh.
3: I didn't see it. Now here's the thing: the I video mean, footage I watched was posted on a on a local news channel yeah. on their on their website, and because I'm a masochist, I went down to the comment section <laughs> and instantly sides were chosen. There was no middle ground, and people who were on the side of the ladies say that we're all a bunch we don't of assholes trust, now. This is fake. We don't. We don't trust we don't trust this video this video's been doctored fake, it's dude. fake it's not real anybody can do anything it took 2 days to get this video out oh so they had 48 hours to doctor it the way they wanted right and then of course people on the side of the restaurant were like well there they you they called
1: have your- up ILM and were like can I get 48 hour turnover and putting a bunch more people in my restaurant
3: yeah exactly and make sure a few <laughs> of them were black and put them right behind the black <laughs> right. ladies who said there was no other black people there
1: yeah um, they're like look that one's but- Eddie Murphy <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> ving rames isn't he dead <laughs>
2: <laughs> michael clark duncan
3: <laughs> oh that yeah michael clark duncan sorry but uh no uh so yeah and then the people who were on the side of the restaurant were like look you know it's 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 a 30 minute uh, security footage of you know the previous 27 minutes leading up to the incident right before they left with the supposed assault what more do you want you know what i'm saying like it, it, they,
1: they, they t- it is possible that there were tables open from time to time. I mean, that ha- you can have people waiting, and there'll be tables open, whether they're reserved or whether they're like, you know, they're, as they're lining shit up, there will be tables open. Uh, My view is if you are
2: cashed out, you have finished being a a customer. As a
1: matter of fact, there has to be tables over. When have you ever been sat at a table and the waitress is like, "Here, let me just kick this couple out here. Hey, you guys got to leave. I'm sitting this couple down.
2: To me, that privilege of I'm a customer, you know, I'm spending money. I'm a customer. To me, that privilege ends when you cash out. Have we all agreed like that's the end of the contract?
1: Didn't we all like make the social agreement? You buy your Slurpee and you hang out at 7 Eleven, unless you know the person behind the counter, you're going to be asked to leave eventually.
3: Yeah. yeah exactly.
1: You go anywhere. Like,
2: if that's it. it. To me, if their tab is open, this isn't, all right. That's a bad call, brother, uh, you know, from the restaurant. But if their tab is closed, shut the fuck up. I mean, that's, well, I'll just say it. Because there's Bailey's in my coffee. We all work in Detroit. I guarantee you we've probably all been in a situation where the race card has been thrown and had no reason to be thrown. And this sounds like it could have possibly been one of those situations.
1: That's what it sounds like.
2: But,
3: I mean, once again, dude, like I said, maybe they didn't feel they were doing anything wrong. Maybe they don't know the unwritten contract rules or whatever, you know, that, that we do. Like I said, I didn't know. I didn't know I I was in my 20s. I had no idea. I was like, oh, so now I get it. I've been an asshole all these years. And I've, no, you know, I, I mean, guess these too, just, were mature not because, professional women. So, I guess too, like, it's,
4: these,
2: it's a new problem we have now. Everything is not because the other person is racist. Like, that's that's. it's just we, the, the racism card is just, it used to be something you held in your deck, and, and now you, you're leading with it. All right, they, they, they used well, to be, used to keep the race card till you were trying to win, you know, the, win the hand, and now you're leading with it, trying to just fucking get everybody to fold. All well, right, if, before this, any to, bets are placed. if this was to,
1: three white women, they would be pissed, right? And they would go, I can't believe they asked us to leave. That's bullshit. But because they're black, they can go. Well, now I have a way to get back at them.
3: Well, to address what you had just said, is that you know these are older women, apparently in their what mid forties, somewhere around there. Yeah,
1: business owners. Uh,
3: yeah, um, just – I guess I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not really. I'm just relaying uh, things uh, – something I've heard many times from from people who are black of all ages, uh, especially when they're with my coworkers at restaurants, and they end up going, oh, I didn't know you were supposed to tip. I never knew you were supposed to tip to pizza guy. I never knew you were supposed to tip 15%. What? Wait. And the conversation comes up, and I'm like, how the fuck do you not know that? And they go – because no one in my family, you know, we put we throw a buck a person down there. That's what we do. That's what I thought. That's what I thought you were supposed to tip. I didn't. I didn't know. And it's like, well, now that you know, let me ask you a question: Do you tip? And they go, "Well, fuck yeah, especially since I've worked the job." And I'm like, "Do you tell people that? Like, if you're with your family and you see people throwing a buck down, and they say, hey, you know, there's eight people there,
2: go, hey, motherfucker,
3: hey, you know, these people make shit.'" You know, you don't like that? Okay, then vote and get them a raise. But until then, you're ripping these people off. They're basically paying to serve you. And you know, do you tell them that? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I can't. I that's fair. You can't ask any more than that. You can't force someone to tip.
1: Right. I well, think it's a well, sh- one at a time, Rich. One at a time. It's a shitty setup. I mean, it is. But your response shouldn't be to try and buck the system by not tipping. Fuck them. Like, hey, I'm not I'm gonna
2: rip this waitress off because fuck the man.
1: <laughs> That's a mentality you run right. into a lot because of times. Because this is a situation that costs you very little to play into. Okay, alright, if I want good service, apparently I have to be the one to pay the waitress. So pay the fucking waitress and get some good service. That's all well, there is to it. You know,
3: I've heard this. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard different acronyms that TIP is supposedly stands for to ensure prompt service to ensure promptness, you know, whatever, okay. uh, to we ensure politeness, it. whatever, you know what I'm saying? But uh, to sure ensure penis, need. huh? Huh? well, I mean, Hey, isn't it always I, about
1: I d- just getting some respect?
3: Well, I mean, let's be honest here. If we, if you've ever worked in an industry where you were, you rely on tips for your income, you tend to develop a long memory and mm-hmm. I may not give you, I mean, I'm not going to fuck with your food. I'm not going to fuck with your, you know, uh, like be a dick and not give you the service that you're going to get anyways, but you're not going to get it first. I'm going to tell you that Mm -hmm. right now. If you're a regular and you come in and you order, you know, let's say you spend $50 a week and you leave me a $2 tip, well, guess what? I'm going to hit every other table I got first and ask them if they need a refill or anything else and I'm going to hit you last. And that's going to be every time. If your delivery
2: comes up and I know you never tip, oh. I'm taking my time.
3: Well, if, I have, if I have three deliveries in the car, guess who's getting last?
1: Yeah. You want to get served at the bar? right? Go up, order your drink, give her a five the first time. Give her a buck on every drink after that. Totally fair. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And you're going to get drinks when you want them. You're going to be a priority for that bartender. She's going to remember you and appreciate what you did. Yeah, exactly. Unless and, you drink like you want to look at a buying go. service. Sure, yeah, that is what you're. You have to buy service.
3: Hey, and or, you know, or, you think or,
1: just, just deserve to be served to everywhere you go. Open bar open bar.
2: Open <laughs> um, is dollar drinks. If you do, exactly. if you're doing it right, yes,
1: absolutely. absolutely. My sisters,
3: my sisters, a waitress out in Vegas, and you know what? You know, they comp your drinks as long as you're gambling in Vegas. And I talked to her about it, and she goes, "Oh, there's been a lot of sober people that left my table that don't tip." She's so like that's just all there is to it. If if I'm if I'm serving you doubles, you know every fifteen minutes, and you're not even throwing me a buck, you're only gonna get two doubles, and then you're gonna wait for that third one. I got a lot of other people who are willing to tip me, and I'm like, fair enough.
2: Yeah, I only invite two doubles. I'll move on.
3: You hey, know, and then and a I, nice and then buzz.
2: I'll go get two more from someone
3: else. Well, and that's <laughs> what I said. I said, and I was gonna say to Aaron, you know about what Aaron said. Unless you're like me, and you know, you drink like I used to. I go up, I order two beers, throw down 2 bucks. 10 minutes later I'm back. I order two more beers, throw down two more bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the end of the night they're like, "Uh, you've had 20 beers and I've made $20 off you." Okay, fair enough, you know. I mean, I got you, you know, but yeah, if you're a normal drinker and you're only going to drink three or four beers tops, throw down a five the first time. If it's that important, they the minute you walk up to the bar, they come over to you. That's exactly what is. You're right, Aaron. You pay for <laughs> service.
2: I'm cheap, and I'll wait.
3: <laughs> but see, that's, I think a lot of people tend to get to, like...
2: I always tip, but I'll i will wait. Like, I'll just just—I'll give you a dollar every time. I don't give you five the first time. I'll just... I'll wait. You'll get a dollar from me every time, but I'll wait my turn. But
3: I just... I, I think a lot of people tend to forget that, like... We seem to have it ass backwards in this country. Like, okay, if you're on the other side of that bar or that counter and you're serving me, then I can be any way I want with you, and you have to take it. And it's like, eh. No. Is, it, did we somehow forget that back when we were children, there used to be signs we reserved the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason?
2: Just because you're spending money doesn't give you, the, doesn't give you license to be an asshole. At some point, we, we've forgotten that. Like, we think that, well, I'm spending money. I get to be a giant, huge douche.
3: No. That
2: is not what we have all you know, agreed on.
3: I, I read an opinion piece a while ago that was talking about just basically politicians in general. And they said one of the things that most Americans have forgotten is that we, we are not their servants. They work for us. They're our employees. And that's how it should be. Now, you can argue it's not how it is, but, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's how it is. Same thing with, like, okay, a landlord situation. For uh, for whatever reason, you know, if my landlord knocks on my door, my heart's in my throat. It's only been recently that I'm like, what the fuck am I worried about? My rent's paid. I didn't break any fucking rules. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if he needs, if he's knocking on my door, well, yeah, what can I help you with? And if he starts giving me a hard time, look here, man. This is not what I. This is not what I paid for. Your job is not to harass me. Do you get your rent when it's supposed to, when it's due? Yes. Do I follow all the rules that you say I had to follow to stay in your place? Yep. Then you don't get to come here and be an asshole. But the problem is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and the, if you've got a problem with it, I'll see you in court. The,
1: the, uh, the market is very much in favor of the landlord at the moment. Unless you
3: squat. <laughs> at, yes, at the moment. At the moment, yeah.
1: But I mean, we'll, we'll you know, see. Hopefully that will change. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's just. on the uptick. It's just if Trump can keep it going.
3: It's just I think a lot of people forget that and, you know, just – I know we've we've talked about it. We had to have at some point. Just if you're listening and you're one of those people who treat people who make your – who handle your food or make your food or serve you your food like shit, just know at some point you've eaten spit, pubic hair, <laughs> uh They've fondled their sweaty balls because there's no air conditioning ever on a fucking cook line. And they fucking handled their sweaty balls and handled your food without washing their hands. You've eaten someone else's feces. Yes. And and, and basically, I have no sympathy for you because you get what you're asking for. Sorry. I I say
2: please, thank you, have a nice mm -hmm. day.
3: Now, I'm not talking about someone who has a problem with their order and sends it back. I'm talking about someone who walks in. With the fucking scowl and is already pissed yes, off. Yes, I'm spending money. Servant, come here, take my order. The movie Waiting's perfect. She's The last five times we've come here, our order's been wrong. Well, then why didn't you come back a sixth? Well, too, I mean, Yo, may, maybe it's you,
2: cunt. Five, five tries, we can't get your order right. Maybe it's you. <laughs> but I've been in the service industry for far too long. Do you,
1: do you <laughs> guys get upset over special orders? Like Only when they're pretentious. It kind of drives me nuts in most situations. Oh, uh, I can understand there's like guess, allergy, but people use that as an excuse for everything now. But most places you go for food, they have a pretty wide selection. And there's no problem like, you know, ordering your burger. Without uh, without pickles or how you want it. Any place does it how you want it now. Not just Burger King.
3: I'm oh, no. In. Yeah, no, no. Shit like that. That's but never bothered me. I'm bringing it back around to
2: don't lie to me. All right? Telling me my son is deathly allergic to tomatoes, right. so I can't have sauce on one side of the pizza. Bitch, everything in this restaurant has touched a tomato. Your son, if he really was allergic to tomatoes, would keel over if he ate anything that came out of anything in this place. It is all touch a tomato at some point.
1: Don't lie to me. But there's also, there's my favorite item was discontinued. So I'm now going to find a way to make you make it. And sometimes it's a successful. Sometimes oh, see. Not. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, no. Yes. I, that exactly. doesn't bother. You guys
2: do this? That, that that doesn't bother me because I give you points. I don't for, know any
1: guys who do I, this. I, I give you points for saying.
2: ingenuity. You figured it out. I will make your item. Okay, Sometimes hold on. I, I do this exactly
3: at one Tostatus place. Tostadas
1: were, were extinct for a while. And, yeah.
3: I, do, I had to I do order them. Place. Place. Like, I, I was like,
1: take a Mexican pizza and don't put any green onions on it. And... You know, anyway, go on.
3: I go to Del Taco. They used to have these jacked-up chicken soft tacos. It was basically a chicken soft taco with verde sauce and pepper jack cheese. Right. And they took them off the menu, and and I'm using air quotes as I say that, but they really didn't. They're still on the menu. They're in the fiesta pack of the menu. It's literally still on on their point-of-sale screen. Um. And I always go the same Del Taco. If I go during a certain time of day, the manager knows me. The minute she hears my order, she knows it's me. And she's like, right, pull around and, you know, good to go without, it, without a discussion. If I go at a different time of day, I'm that asshole who has to try to now build this out of something else, so I go. Let me get the chicken soft taco without the special sauce, but add the green sauce, and can I get no cheddar, add pepper jack? And I've literally heard people go, ah.
4: <laughs> "Okay,
1: <laughs> okay your total so and so pull around." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> there, there's not a picture for what you want on my screen. You know,
3: but. It's the same thing with like you know working at some of the pl- the, the pizza places and, and and stuff I've worked at. We discontinue a certain pizza, and they go, "Well, can I get that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you can get that, but it's just I can't give you that exact same coupon price because we no longer carry that pizza it, at that price. It's a thirty five dollar pizza, but yes, you can still get it. And I'll work with them. I mean, it. That's another thing. If you call. A pizza place or some place like that, it's a pickup or a delivery place that, that has coupons. Um, the politer you are, if you don't have a coupon, the better chance you're going to get coupon price. The ruder you are, they're going to oh. do nothing to knock that price down. Oh, for you. I
2: started out answering phones. If you were a dick, you got everything at straight up menu price. If you were nice, I automatically applied coupon price.
3: And let me tell you something. Because of Little Caesars $5 hot and ready. You should never pay menu price for a pizza at any pizza place. (laughs) Yeah, I know,
2: right? They expose the industry. They're like, "Hey, here's (laughs) here's the real profit margins."
3: That's that's just the truth. So if you're paying full price, you need to have, like, I don't know, eat an edible, get in a flotation tank, lose your ego. Squeegee your third eye. Look in the mirror. Whatever the fuck you need to do, because you're a fucking huge asshole. Of it's epic all proportion. the same
2: shit, people. It's all the same shit. No matter how fancy the place tries to tell you it is, it's all the same shit. It's just cooked different. They put it on in a different order. <laughs> they have different recipes, but it's all the same shit.
3: Now, my problem when you said special orders, it's not special orders. It's not special request. It's when someone's like they'll call and they'll say, "Can I get twenty wings?" And I want them well done. Okay, you run them through one and a half times. Let's you know, I'm just I'm just throwing numbers out there. One and a half times through the oven is normal. So you put them through twice, and you hand them. The, you know, they come in to pick them up. You hand them to them. They open the box. They look. They go, "Oh, that's good." They close the box. They pay for the order. They leave. Ten minutes later, the phone rings. I got home. These aren't these aren't done enough. I want twenty new wings. Well, first of all, you're gonna to have to bring back the food you hit. Well, I you know we ate a couple. Well, what's a couple? Like ten? Well, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I know
2: right. We ate half of them <laughs> and we want twenty more.
3: If I have twenty wings and I bite into one and it's not done enough, I might bite into another. It took us eating half of these to figure out these weren't what we wanted. Yeah, and if the other one isn't done enough, then I'm gonna start doing the poke test.
1: Yeah, like no, okay, I, these aren't crispy. I would just eat it and come on, don't bullshit me. I mean, the difference between medium and well, like just fucking eat it and no, maybe be a little that- bit more yeah. explicit. Maybe next time you order, you go, hey, last time I asked for them well, and they're medium. They still tasted good, but I really like them well done. So just you know, darken them up for me a little bit. Oh, we is do. Is that bad it, if I said it, that to you, or is that nah, racist? We,
3: <laughs> we have no. We have regular. Co- <laughs> well, let's put it this way: if I never see you, I'm going to assume your race, because it's 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 it's, it's just racist. something that it, it in general it, it goes along the same lines. Chicken wings, most black people want crunchy.
4: Yep.
3: We're on the well done side, and they're fried pizza, hard. They're fried hard. That's oh. yes. And then watch the out—we got
1: another Milo on our hands here. And Settle down, pizza, you racist.
3: Their pizza more on the lightly done side. And in my experience, white Pineapple? people want their – pineapple's universal anymore, which is disgusting. Oh, but no, white people no, want no. their pizza more well done and their wings not lightly done because it's chicken. You can't lightly do chicken. You'll die. But, yeah. you know, they, they, they don't want it. Hey, where like, the white uh, women at? You know, Crunchy, crunchy. I like them crunchy. So I tell them, you got an oven or a fryer. Once they tell me that, if I'm ordering from a new place, if they tell me a fryer, I'll be like, "Okay, fry them hard." If they have an oven, I'm like, "Run it through twice as long as you normally would." Just
1: like, yeah, fry that
3: shit hard. And they're, and and the, usually the first thing I get is they're going to look like cinders when they come out. I'm like, "That's fine. That's how I want them." And they come out and they they look like the fried chicken I got used to with a Southern family fried hard. <laughs> I ran a store in Southfield,
2: and I yeah. ran my wings through. It was standard procedure in my store to run them through twice. All the time. Guess who's yep. selling the most chicken wings in the area? Just saying. I want to know some make more, your own uh, implications. I
1: want to get back to the pizza profiling. Who likes more? Who likes cheese more? Who who orders the extra extra cheese?
2: Brothers. Yeah, I'd say. I'd but say, but but it's on top of uh, pork, pork or beef. Yeah, brothers. Like I will say beef for some reason. The brothers like beef on a pizza. I will say this. Uh, not my thing. I can prove to you with food
3: orders. <laughs> in, in when I when I worked in Southfield, our garbage can pizza, which was our everything pizza, was a huge seller. When I worked in Westland, Wayne, Farmington Hills, it was more two three toppings would be mm-hmm. about the average. Really, beef and, and banana peppers, uh,
1: man. Beef and banana and peppers. We
3: used to call the garbage All about can that
1: pepperoni and jalapeno.
3: Uh. That, that's jalapeno is an Indian thing
2: well, is, that's pepperoni jalapeno that's out, that's out west
3: or, or chicken and jalapeno Make your own chicken and jalapeno is more of like when I worked at the Dearborn store yeah. there was a lot of chicken jalapeno yeah, like Donald music. Trump
2: would build a wall to keep out people who like pepperoni and jalapeno pizzas in my experiences
3: <laughs> but we used to call the Southfield store when someone we would get calls for this a lot yeah I want a garbage can add pineapple that was our Southfield garbage can that's what we called it. To the point where I was like, "Why don't we just add pineapple as to the topping?" Because easily eighty percent of people call and add that. Right. You know, and they were like, "Well, there's people who really hate pineapple on pizza." I'm like, "I know, I'm one of them," but
1: so they order it with no pineapple.
3: Yeah, it's it's. If most of our customer base orders it this way, yeah. doesn't it make sense to cater to them versus the twenty percent that mm-hmm. doesn't? Yes. You most, know,
2: most stores beef. It would take me. A good four weeks to go through one case of beef. Store I ran in Pontiac, case a week. Don't know why. Just trust me. Southfield is going through beef just like regular. Just some like just a, like a hamburger. Yeah, some some segment of brother somewhere in Michigan know. loves beef on a beef and a, beef and, always a beef and banana pepper.
1: I mean, you can supplement with other meats. You could guarantee a little bit, you were going to sell an order of wings with a beef and banana pepper pizza. Actually, either pepperoni or chicken. You can start with either one of those as a base and build on that. But even oh, okay. bacon doesn't ride alone.
3: Uh, you got the weirdos that like bacon alone, and when they do, they're usually like, "I want extra bacon on it." Oh, and bacon i mean bacon you with could, extra
1: bacon. Some people yeah, are you, just crazy bacons. You I could can
3: literally have, have, have a bacon bukkake it. on that pizza, and it's not enough bacon for them. So, yeah. Yeah. bukkake. Bukkake. But no, I mean I'm, this is no joke. You, Chris is absolutely right. Except for I would I would throw in Italian sausage. Italian sausage, yeah. ground beef is at that's least right. as pop, at least as combo. popular as pepperoni. At least as popular.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I can dig on a meat lovers where you just got everything on there. And for some reason, the beef alone, even with the even with the veggie, <sighs> were you guys on mushrooms? <laughs>
0: Unless, this is turning so into a Weedsman So spot.
3: So <laughs> unless, unless they're expanding my mind, get them the shits off. Yeah, my same piece. here. I don't get them,
1: right.
3: or, Did I ever tell it you my story? Depends on the mushroom,
1: about- but it, you can. I mean, you, sometimes they'll even lie to you straight up if you ask me. You got canned mushrooms? Because I don't want those slimy bastards on there. And two, I, it,
2: and it's—I'll say it—you know, grape soda and orange soda are stereotypes for a reason.
1: All right. Well, let's not get out of control. Well, shit sells, man. Let's just stick to what you let's know. The, I can prove man. it with food orders, <laughs> demographics,
2: <laughs> advertising, whatever, whatever it makes I, it not racist.
3: I won't say the chain I worked for because I don't want to get us in trouble, but when I worked in New York, I or when I lived in New York, I worked at a, at a pizza chain, and we got all of our produce from a local you know, grocery or grocer or farmer or whatever. And uh, I mean, and this was an isolated area, so it probably was more likely a farmer. And the first time we got a shipment of mushrooms and they come in a box and I opened, you know, had a little removable top and I removed the top and I'm like, holy shit, these things are covered in manure still. So I washed them off.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they come with some shit on them still.
3: You know, washed them off and chopped them up, put them on the line. Couple of days later, the GM comes to me and he goes, Did you prep mushrooms the other day? And I said, Yeah. He goes, What did you do? I said, I washed them off, chopped them up, put them in the in the walk in, so they're ready for the, you know, we need them on the line. He goes, Never wash them off. I said, Excuse me? He goes, Yeah, never wash them off. I'm like, why not? He goes the minute you wash it, you're 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 shortening shelf life. I'm like, they're covered in manure. Well, it goes through a five hundred degree oven. You're still eating cooked shit. You understand? <laughs> it's just cooked. Yeah, you're not getting bacteria in your mouth, but it's shit. If we, if I yeah, could they, sterilize my shit, could I shit in your mouth?
1: Yeah, they keep the shit on there so it has a good shelf life to get to you. Then you wash it off and then you serve it. Moral of the here's
2: story, the kids: rib- always get the canned mushrooms. I think
1: that here's peep-
3: here's the peep- irony: the minute you chop a vegetable, you cut the shelf life drastically more than washing sure. it. Yeah. So. He had no problem with chopping them up. It's not like we did only one bin as we needed them. No, we had three bins constantly in the walk-in. That was the that was the par for that fucking for prep in the morning. And so, th- yeah. No, I don't trust mushrooms at a pizza place after that, and that's been twenty two years well, now. I
1: was hoping that story went another I'm off way. Mushrooms on my pizza then from now on, unless I'm making it myself. I was hoping
2: like listen that was from a farm in upstate New York. Is near the Woodstock site. There was a DEA incident that a couple of days ago. <laughs> uh, we were going to have a huge lawsuit on our hands. Is that hey. container still around, and would you
3: sell them back to me? If that had been the case, I'd have supplemented about three weeks' worth of income in one night. <laughs> yeah. You know what
1: I'm saying?
3: Because yeah. <laughs> that was a big box.
1: Can I switch gears here before we sign off? Because I, I did want to run something past you guys. Did you hear what the Pope said recently?
3: Some, some bullshit about a, Jesus? Better to be a, a, a good uh, atheist than a shitty Catholic?
1: Pope suggests it's better to be an atheist than a bad Christian. Says I, I, oh, hey, I believe that the church should not only apologize to the person who is gay whom it has offended, but has to apologize to the poor, to the exploited women, to children exploited for labor. It has to ask forgiveness for having blessed many weapons.
2: Dad, I know you listen. I've said this to you, actually. Just saying. Pope says it now, too.
1: So many Christians are like this, and these people scandalize others. How many times have we heard, all of us around the neighborhood and elsewhere, but to be a Catholic like that, it's better than to be an atheist. It is that scandal. The scandal of thinking that a person is automatically good because they identify as a Christian and not to judge people by their actions. I'm going to tell you And not that's their affiliations.
2: Bullshit since before there was here in my nuts. Well, around the same time. But no, it's.
1: Hey. Just because... Yeah, but you've been in the minority. Being I mean, a shithead, is the just is the go... This fucking pope Being a this.
2: shithead just because, well, I believe in Jesus, doesn't make you less of a shithead. If you're still beating your wife and, you know, stealing from fucking... I
4: don't
2: Well, it, You should have been
4: pope.
3: <laughs> hasn't, hasn't most people who are that deep into theology read Dante? How many popes were in hell? I mean, in, in his in his book. I mean, quite a few. You know, so just because you call yourself a Christian, uh, a Catholic, whatever the fuck, doesn't guarantee you're a good person. I mean, how many how many people sitting on death row are now Christians? You know, how many child molesters find find Jesus yeah. once they go to prison because they can huddle all together under the, under the protection of the Bible and not get fucking shivved and raped?
1: He's, he no. describes uh, what he suggests is a wealthy Christian at the gates, at the pearly gates, saying, this is his quote, Here I am, Lord. I went to church. I was close to you. I belong to this association. I did this. Don't you remember all the offerings I made? And his re- imagined reply from Jesus. I mean, this, if anyone talks to Jesus on this planet, it must be the Pope, right? He's supposed so he, to be the one guy with like
2: the direct line Like he's got a cell phone number right. and shit He's got the
1: red phone to Jesus Listen, Jesus, Jesus we're out of weed Break out the Jesus signal
2: Jesus, listen, we're out of wine Actually,
1: no, you see a Jesus signal in the sky It's, uh, no. it's a bad sign Yeah, I know, right <laughs> So he goes on to say from Jesus' perspective <coughs> Excuse me <clears throat> uh, Yes, I remember the offerings I remember them all All dirty all stolen from the poor. I don't know you. That will be Jesus' response to these scandalous people who live a double life.
2: Yeah. Take that, everybody. That's the Pope. That's your boy
1: Yeah, calling you out. Does that sound like a Trump supporter? Because <laughs> Trump, are fake news. Trump still claims that the, the Pope's opponent. The <laughs> he pope, voted for me, even pope. though... Even the though the Pope it, supported him, he lives in his own
2: little country in Italy. He still voted for me in the election.
1: The Pope supported him. The Pope supported him. The Pope supported him.
3: There's yeah. A- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hasn't this Pope already like? I don't know. Done a complete one eighty from the uh, from the former Nazi Pope that took right. over for for John Paul. I mean, the uh, whatever.
2: It's not your father's Pope, man. Yeah.
3: Dude, he got pictured he got pictured wearing a collar and a uh uh a black Sabbath t-shirt from like the 70s.
1: Ha. Ah. I know that his words don't uh, hold any weight in your lives. But I guess it's it's positive that there's a lot of people that that you know take what the pope says seriously. Granted there's a lot of Christians out there who don't who haven't for a while any pope, but you really can't blame that on this pope. This one's sane. It's every other one that was anti-birth control and yeah, is this
2: like the pro-gay pope too?
1: Yeah, anti-gay and anti- he's pro-gay.
3: Everything.
1: He's like, hey.
3: Well, explain something to me, Chris, because as uh, our le- very lapsed Catholic on the on the podcast here, I thought the, uh, okay. The point of confession was you go in, and basically the priest is a middleman between God and you. It's like getting your car washed, you know, and it's through getting him, your soul washed. Yeah, through him, he absolves you of your sins, and then when you're given your was it your last rites, that absolves you of any sins you've had since your last confession. Mm-hmm. So, what does it matter if you're gay? As long as you go to confession and you get your last rites. In theory, haven't you? Haven't your sins been forgiven because you, you yeah. confessed when you were alive and got your last rites? You
2: have fucked a guy in the ass since your last confession. You should be all right.
3: I mean, because the the the, the Southern Baptists that I grew up with, their you, know, it was, you know, their thing was if you sin and you ask forgiveness and you do the same sin again, then that's basically they they they, they, they tried to pimp this on me when I was a kid. Well, that blasphemy Baptist against God.
2: Baptists are the ones, aren't they? Southern Baptists, aren't they the ones that dancing's evil, singing's evil, music's evil?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. But the Pope here is saying explicitly that it's not your words that matter. It is your actions. Yes.
2: That's what I've been
1: trying to tell my so parents that's, for 20 years. That's contrary to that principle completely.
3: Well, that's what I mean. I, that's, the reason I brought up Baptists is just to give you how I was raised. So they took that loophole out.
1: When right, I was a kid, right, yeah. so like, like we're the first time Catholics and Baptists, but
3: like the first time I jerked off and I thought it was a sin, mm. like I asked Jesus to forgive me, but the second time there was no forgiveness for me because I knew it was a sin and I shouldn't have done it again. Like that was that, that that's what <laughs> never they had by that us. feeling. Listen, Jesus, we gotta we have to
2: make a deal here. We're just gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to keep this one on the record. This will just be my standing sin. I'll confess this every time.
1: Right. I mean, well, we've see, all, everyone's had shameful orgasms Jesus, in their lives. Jesus, I'm but 12.
2: To, to hang
1: it on an imaginary person is kind of a unique take.
2: Oh, dude. Well, the, There's I mean, so much guilt built in with sex and Catholicism. It is insane. Mm-hmm.
3: It's, dude, it's not just Catholicism. It's a lot of Christianity, period. It's, it's, it's more acceptable to go out and beat the shit out of a little kid like let's say I'm 15, it's more acceptable to me to go beat the shit out of a 10 year old than to me to have sex with my high school girlfriend. In the sect of Southern Baptism that I Baptist that I come from, so like oh, it's yeah. a less it's less of a sin, it, you know, if I murdered someone versus being gay, murder is less of a sin in their mind. Oh yeah, than being gay. that well, sound like
2: I sound like I'm the Kool-Aid man in this. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, so it's and, – and, to, to, and honestly, Aaron, I was never like – I never <laughs> drank deeply of the Kool-Aid. But, you know, when you're raised with that shit, it's just there. And then once I got to the age where I was, like, asking questions and being thrown out of Sunday school for the questions I was asking, I was like, okay, well, this is bullshit. The whole point of Sunday school is to learn. I ask a question, and you people are like, well, you're just trying to disprove God. Well, if he's omnipotent and he's infallible, I shouldn't be able to do it as easily as I do it every Sunday. So,
1: Right. Man, that's where they got to take a kick. Plus, I've heard all about God's ego. I think he can take it.
2: Listen, they got to take a page out of Catholic's book. The Catholics had that shit down. I was told that me asking those questions was a test of my faith. Like they were, they were right. They were right on top of that. Hey, listen, teenagers are going to ask questions. Here's what you tell them.
1: No, I got yeah, a lot of. Let's see. Where who, have I heard that one before? Yeah, I got,
3: a, I got a lot of this. Uh, who have you been talking to? Who put these ideas a, in your head? Maybe Elron
1: Hubbard. What, yeah.
3: What? De, what demon? What demon? You know, or, or or yeah, this was this was popular for a while in my family. Um, things like depression, anxiety. Those were demons those were not
2: Besides actual medical conditions that could actually be treated
3: yes so you would be taken and prayed for and put in a circle and then they'd get around and hold hands and they pray in jesus name and you know some of the more extreme people in my family they would actually like speak in tongues and run up and down the aisles and fall down and there's a very small sect that i've never really seen outside of a couple funerals that they, like, do the whole snake handling thing and shit, and I'm just like...
1: Man, however you want to get your rocks off, that's all right with me, but, yeah, if we want to talk about when it affects the health of other people around you, that's when I really have zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Oh, I'm using a, a catchphrase right now, right? Isn't that a uh, not a catchphrase? Like, I just... Uh, I, I, hashtag. If, if you're <laughs> religious...
3: If you're religious, you might not understand this, but for me, when I see Southern Baptists look at Catholicism and go, look how silly that is. They got to go to a priest for confession. Just go to Jesus directly. Why do they got to get in robes? What's with the big hats?
2: Southern Baptists, Catholics are looking at you going, whoa, you people need to dial it
3: back a notch. Yeah, stop handling snakes speaking in some made-up language.
1: And, Baptist, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, God can't understand what you're saying.
3: <laughs> you're telling me that you're telling me that you, you, that neither, and I'm just picking on these two because Chris is a Catholic and I was raised Southern Baptist, or Chris was raised Catholic. I'm just picking on these two. Just, for, I mean, this could be any religion. You're telling me that n- none of these people are self-aware enough to go, oh, wait a minute, we all believe some pretty stupid shit, don't we? I mean, nope. like... <laughs> It's like, no, like doing that re- religious list when uh, Bill Maher got up there and he started with the street preachers and he started preaching about what they teach you once you reach Thetan level, whatever the fuck, in Scientology. And people were laughing. And he goes, oh, yeah, they're the crazy ones. Not you guys with your talking snake <laughs> right. and your reanimated Christ and all that. They're the crazy ones. <laughs> and it, it right. just goes point beautifully. I've always posited if,
2: if – it was bill instead of jesus people would call you insane hey every sunday we're all going to get together to drink the blood and eat the flesh of bill people would be like what the fuck cult are you a part of
3: at that point i'd be like what the fuck did bill do <laughs> yeah, was he, know, was he right? an asshole yeah like, god Dying damn your sins. this makes them tibetan sky funerals look like bullshit man god mm-hmm. damn <laughs> Oh, no, there's so many. I mean,
2: you just start poking. I mean, I drew too many parallels between uh God and Santa Claus. Like the whole it sees you when you're sleeping, knows when you're awake. Like, it's like, uh, like is this just really Santa Claus for adults?
1: Uh, like something I, to keep you in line. I, I mean, it's the, I you, it's the same principle. It's
2: the same principle. It's not
1: that religion failed you. It's that it didn't stand a chance against. Because it's facts. like when you're
2: little and you act up, and after Thanksgiving you get ah, you better be good. Santa Claus is watching you, and you straighten your shit up. But it's like it's even when you get older, they deal with adults like, ah, you better be good. God's watching you." It's, it's the same principle.
3: I gotta, I gotta ask you, Chris, a personal question. I don't think I've ever actually asked you this, you, and I mean, you don't have to go into details, if there are any who do this, but do you have family members who still, like, try to bring you back into the fold? My folks do. They,
2: I mean, they do... Now it's become more of just... uh, It's mentioned casually. Like, when I first actively left the church, you could say they were definitely uh, doing their... I mean, I guess uh, no one ever... I mean, I've never had a Bible thumped at me, if that's the case, but, I mean... You know, I'll get com—I'll get passive-aggressive comments all the time, like "Oh, you'll be back," or "Oh, you need to come back to the church," you know, like that kind of stuff. But, yeah.
1: but listen, but, it, like
2: you are gonna go to hell. No, I don't get that. No, that's
1: but my parents. Were, even the Pope says now well, you are not going to hell just for being an atheist. Well, well my parents are new school. You're good atheists, you are going to heaven.
2: My parents were like in their twenties, in the, you know, in like the the late sixties and in the seventies, so they're they're the new schooly new agey catholics Mm -hmm. you know they're not the their their parents were the ones where everything was you're going to hell you're going to hell you're going to hell you're they're 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 from that elk but they you know they're they're the progressive catholics the the first wave of progressive catholics so to speak they were the ones that went to guitar masses that kind of stuff
3: see i get the i get the when i go down to visit family and we're about to eat dinner you know they they say grace and oh, we
2: still, oh, trust me, every family function, like Christmas and shit, oh, they're still, Grace is said.
3: Now, out of respect, I don't start eating when I'm at their houses until they've done said Grace. Oh, yeah, for but sure. I don't, I don't bow my head. I don't hold, you know, hands, whatever. So what they started doing when they noticed that I wasn't doing that was they go, okay, now that we're all gathered, Rich, lead us in Grace.
2: <laughs> I like don't you like, sons of bitches.
3: You found and your loophole. And I them, and I'm just like, Grace, let's eat. <laughs> you know, hey, and I'm, I'm so, thankful yeah. I'm eating again. Hooray. I mean, that's because
2: well, that's really what they want you to do. That's really what they want you to acknowledge. Hey, just just take a moment of gratitude that, hey, some people aren't going to be sitting down to a meal today. That's really, in essence, what grace is.
3: No, and I understand that. That. That, is a good, that is a good trait to have. Gratitude is. But everyone's got to s- put their religious harangue
2: on it. Exactly. Yeah, it's
3: it's gratitude is a very good thing to have. I didn't realize that until I got older. Yeah. But uh, assigning gratitude to some character. Yeah. That, you know what I'm saying, like to me it's like eh, it's you know it's I asked a doctor once when my mom was going through her cancer treatment. I said, "So, how many times have you had people go through cancer treatment and like, you know, they'll go on remission, there's no signs of it?" And they're like, "Oh, thank God!" And he's like, "It it happens." Like, do you ever are you ever tempted to be like, "Don't thank God, thank me, thank science." Yeah, I'm the one. I'm the one that that, that diagnosed it, caught it, treated it. I'm a oncologist. Thank the people in the chemo, you know, chemotherapy lab. Thank the people in the radiation lab.
2: Yeah, thank medical science advancing. Thank Johns Hopkins. (laughs) You know, thank thank the place where I went to
3: medical school. Yeah, you want to do something besides you know be absolutely. You know, just just buy us. Hey, go buy us lunch. Show your gratitude yeah. that way. You know, it's like it's like I can't remember what comedian said it, but uh, he goes, "Ah, I got, you know, I got two cats recently. I named them Thoughts and Prayers because they do absolutely nothing." And I thought I was like, "That's that's fair. That's that's about right."
2: <laughs> I just bought a new kitten. We named her hashtag. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pretty much the same. It's, is is that is that really the twenty first century? As the millennials lose their religion, is that is that I the think new to me religion?
2: A, to me, a hashtag is a, it's a millennial thought or prayer. Thoughts and prayer, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, look, we did
3: something. Not really, you could send. I just picture Ralph Wiggum with his finger up his nose, going, "I'm helping." Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Hey, speaking
2: of helping, it's, uh, yes, it's, it's come to my attention sometimes. It just listening to the show too. Sometimes uh maybe we do a lot of complaining without offering some solutions, a lot of things all three of us hate, so I was just thinking every
1: i don't hate that
2: no something what a lot of complaining without offering a solution
1: complaining is good
2: oh no i I agree, but i I thought too, maybe give it a nice little spin to the show just towards the end of the show, maybe every week, maybe start offering something. Like, hey, here, here, here's somewhere you could go if you maybe want to help and actually do something. Like, I'm just oh, gonna push. You got something in mind? Well, I'm just gonna push voter.org let's start What's there. Voter.org. It's a place you can go. You sign up to vote in like 20 seconds. You can register to vote.
1: Is that just for Michigan or is that across the nation? It's all
2: over the country. Really? Yes.
1: Voter.org. Let's start there. So it's just an easy way to register.
2: 2018 is next year. I imagine
1: you can Already. see uh, where your district is as well on there.
2: Yes. Nice. It, you put in all your, I mean, the the initial step on the, the thing is just putting in all of your info. Right. And then I guess from there, I didn't do it because I'm registered to vote. But I'm, right. my guess is from there, it's, it gives you all your pertinence.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a good reason why we're not, panicking over Trump because we still have faith in the system and mm-hmm. know that our vote counts. Yeah. That that there is no real such thing as voter fraud and that yeah, if we get enough people on our side, we can vote his ass out of office. Well, every two Novembers or vote but, some people in there to make his job dif- more difficult.
2: Every two Novembers they go, "Hey, what do you think?" and we can choose to actually use that opportunity well, I think, or we could sit there and I talk think the shit about it broken yeah or we could sit there and be that person <laughs> it has to be if trump's in office and i guess when you're younger it's that's broken how, if you don't vote it's how you think but at the same time it's the only system we got and if we're not going to use it i don't know it's
1: pointless to have it it seems to be the best idea going so far so yeah, unless would, you found d- the next that- yeah, <laughs> right
3: i would even throw out there that uh I know that the, the the presidential election every four years is the sexy one. You know, it's the Summer Olympics, but you know mm-hmm. the Winter Olympics every you know they come in between. You know, the those elections
4: those know, those could of those
1: arguably are be more important.
3: Those those could arguably more be more important.
2: That's why I'm saying that just go to voter dot org now. Like it's, it's good, make sure now because 2018 is next year. You, if you are not a fan of Donald Trump, which the, the three of us, fourth of us, Jay and Spirit <laughs> obviously aren't. I mean the the next I mean right now Congress is, is in his pocket. They are boys. They are on this they are wearing the same color tie. This first step to 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 stifling him, to stopping the lunacy, is you need to get Congress to switch over. And that happens twenty eighteen, people. That's next year.
1: Right. I mean it's pretty evident that his cabinet is a mess. Yeah. And you take away Congress from him, and he won't—he'll be completely hobbled. Like,
2: let's not wait until three months before the deadline when the media, when voting, registering to vote becomes the sexy thing. You know, and it's and it's ninety days before the cutoff line before you can vote in these elections. Go now, voter dot org. I don't know. And I'll find something next week, or I'll just pimp this again. <laughs> but oh, well, like it's, maybe start offering. Yes, complaining is healthy, baby. Then boy, a little, little nudge towards a solution. No,
1: that's very good. I like it. It gives it a nice balance.
2: Yeah. So I guess it. We're done. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think I got it all out today. Yeah. <laughs> well, just-
2: yeah. We only had
3: we only had one mini blow up. So <laughs> Trump's been quiet. You know, there's not a lot. You know, uh,
2: Not really. <laughs> But, I mean, it's, it, I guess I should say it's just been a lot of noise for a couple I, weeks. Yeah, yeah. And and that, is it fair to say quiet. that he's fallen?
3: Is it fair to say that he's fallen back into the dim roar of just you know the news cycle and other things have have been like the whole thing with Milo. I mean, people who didn't even know who the fuck he was uh, before well, this now know who he is. I think it's just it's like being. Just, I'm just saying it's a pretty it's a pretty you know, front of the newscast story. Well,
2: maybe his uh his uh to his experience with the travel band, uh maybe taught him a lesson like no. oh okay, apparently I just can't
1: I think it's like being at a concert. When you first get there and the band goes on, you're like, Jesus, fuck they're loud. And after about fifteen minutes you just adjust and they don't seem so loud anymore. <laughs> you you're just adjusting the the pot is slowly boiling around you. <laughs> it's still boiling and just getting used to it. Oh. Yeah, but it's amazing
3: what you can get used to. It's a horrible thing to blend into the background.
1: Hey, in the meantime, let's just enjoy the jacuzzi, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Said one frog to another. <laughs> or if you're Twitter, you're the what? The dog sitting at the table at the house on fire, saying, "This is fine." Social media
2: <laughs> is just an amazing place nowadays. Like
1: I only, I only I called go, Twitter 4chan light the other day. <laughs> like I only go, I only really sometimes temper, I tweet right at Twitter. <laughs> I Only
2: temper myself into social media on days I travel, so I'm down to like two days every like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It is just an amazing shit pile right now. It is. Wow! Yep. I, just when you thought we couldn't get any shittier, oh, weird! It, it, it's like John Oliver's gimmick at the end of last
3: season. Like just when you thought we weren't at rock bottom,
4: yeah.
3: Look staring up, staring
1: up at rock bottom. That's rock well, see,
3: bottom. I'm, I'm having the I'm having the opposite experience. Maybe because I, I've noticed my friends' number of friends on whatever social media outlet I'm using has gone down. And I'm not the one deleting them, so I guess people are just removing themselves from my line of sight. No, I mean and I'm I'm cool with it. I'm like, hey, I've noticed that there's a lot less bullshit on my fucking on my timeline. I, I guess know.
2: I'm not even talking about my person. I'm just talking when I go into. I'm just talking about the general attitude when I go in and I comment on news stories from you know, from. You know, NBC or something like that. Like, people are just...
4: Yeah.
3: Well, I can say this. This is... If we're trying to end on a positive note, this is something I've never had happen before. I was watching a YouTube video, and it was an instructional one. And someone got snarky with a guy in response to his comment. And I came back and very just matter-of-factly explained, I think, a little bit clearer what the guy was trying to explain. And I was expecting to get roasted. Go back the next day. Dude had commented. And he was like, "Oh, that—that's what he was trying to say. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Thanks." And I was like, "This is this is YouTube. That never happens on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is like you YouTube pranked? really is. YouTube really is four chan light. It really is. I mean, in the comment section.
2: Isn't YouTube synonymously the worst comment sections on the internet?
3: Oh, that's something that we we didn't bring up, but real quick, it's interesting. IMBD Shut down their comment sections. Oh, yeah, it's completely because of how bad they were. So I would say they were worse than YouTube because I've seen some shit there.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, usually the shit goes down. Like I was reading a, a some uh, Twitter battle over Bill Maher and Milo Yiannopoulos last week, and somebody was calling Bill Maher anti-Islamic or Islamophobic, and this, these other people were like kind of. Teaming up with her and saying, "Yeah, fuck Bill Maher." There were others that were. One other pointed out, like, "Hey, this woman that uh, that you're all, you know, responding to her tweet about Bill Maher being anti-Islamophobic, is actually for Sharia law," and uh, a bunch of people are like, "No, that's bullshit. You're making that shit up. Where do, where does it say that?" Then goes on to post links to three different stories about her, saying, like, tree of law is nothing to be afraid of, and it's misunderstood, and this is why it would be good for America. <laughs> <And> wow. Silence. <laughs> and that was the end of the, the Twitter stream, or whatever you call it, the, when, you, when you, like, Because you should reply. have fuck up. Yeah, exactly.
2: No, you said the opposite, and here's proof. It's proof of you saying the opposite. What, what are going to say to that? But oh, you know, well, uh,
1: uh, no, but at least there's, a, there's some sort of conversation being had there. I mean, I understand definitely trying to weed out a lot of the noise on whatever your social media feed of choice is, but I've said it before, I follow a lot of conservatives. I mean, you have to know what the fuck is going on, and if you're only listening to one side, you're never getting a full story. Even if you don't believe ninety percent of what you read. At least you have an understanding of what they believe and where they're coming from.
2: That has to be extraordinary reading for you.
1: Boom. If this mic wasn't on an arm, I'd drop it. <laughs> it's <an> expensive mic. <laughs> no, it's expensive mics. Don't drop them. It's a condenser. You don't drop those shits. Yeah. <laughs>
2: those people, with their mic dropping. Yeah. Casual theory oh, but Metaphorically
1: drop the mic on this podcast
2: Yeah And thank everybody who has been listening and downloading At ChristopherMedia.net uh, You can download us on iTunes If you go to net, You can subscribe on iTunes or Android You can just download directly from the website You can share it on all your Social media feeds We have the usual suspects Your Facebooks, your Twitters Google Pluses, Pinterest uh, I think we got a couple others in there too Um uh, at Unregimented Pod on Twitter uh, at Unregimented on Instagram and yeah, share us on Facebook tell a friend it's the most important thing tell a friend yeah We're thanks on, for listening on track for another record month so uh, people are listening so we thank you for that and we'll see you next week
3: bye alright later guys